I call myself the laziest, ambitious person I know. <laughs> That's a great one. Because I give myself breaks when I need them, whether it's mental, whether it's physical, or whether it's just a life break from certain tasks, things that I need to do. But at the end of the day, when it's time to work, I work my ass off and I don't stop until, again, back to the lazy part when I need to. Yo, what's up? This is Boho Hobo, and we welcome you all back to Bindalism, a philosophy to a self-sufficient lifestyle. The purpose of Bindalism is to unlock authentic perspective as we create a community of like-minded individuals who are living a self-sufficient lifestyle. A self-sufficient lifestyle is one in which a human being is activating their self-awareness to curate an authentic life that keeps them sustained mentally, emotionally, and physically in their adventure towards self-fulfillment. Boho Hobo's mission is to support a community that fosters this culture. We will be interviewing a diverse group of people, including artists, creatives, entrepreneurs, and independent thinkers to make this happen. Please join us in this journey as we explore the world and broaden our horizons with discoveries of new perspective. Thank you to everyone who is taking the time to stop by on your journey to give us a listen. We hope you enjoy, and as always, explore endlessly. I don't know, it's always fun to like segue in with just like, I wonder what they were talking about up to this point. Where's, what is the context? They're like, oh no, we just started. <laughs> yeah. we, we told no one. We didn't even know we started. <laughs> um, well, yeah, so I guess we can actually officially start. Um Welcome back, everyone. This is episode <laughs> 60. We've not been talking for the past 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're here with Alexis, and we are going to, I don't know, talk about your life and everything that you do with your creative self. And any, I don't know if you got weird things you want to talk about. We could talk about those weird things. Really, whatever you want. You know, this is for you. Whatever this I is want. a gift for you. Well, I mean, if we're going <laughs> to start this, you got to like trigger my mental. So like if mm. there's something that really pops up in your brain, like spit it out. I'm at curious, me. because I, I remember when Kyle asked you about coming on the show, you you mentioned something about like how previous podcasts or interviews have gone and yeah. how you don't want it to be well, like that. What what exactly have these past ones been like well they've all been fun don't get me wrong they've all been by great people it's just like a lot of them are very down to a t model career this me that like i was just kind of like this is great i love talking about my career it's awesome i love what i do but at the end of the day it's like i want to feel human i don't want to feel like a robot like this is all that i am is apparently like a model or an influencer or whatever I don't want to be looked at as just that. Like I have 500 things going on in my head every minute. And I just, I want to be classified as like an actual relatable human. Cause sometimes people don't make me feel like that. And sometimes I don't even make myself feel like that. So I'm just like, I want to mm. be a person and I want to <laughs> talk about salad. I want to talk about <laughs> straws. I want to talk about simple shit or mm. intense shit, but I just, Sometimes I want to, you know, stray away from like career this, businesswoman that. Like, I don't want to. Yes, that's a huge part of me, but it's not the only part of me. So it's kind of like 
I want to dabble into more stuff. I want to really like trigger the psyche Word. and yeah. get into what's actually going on up there. Because sometimes I don't even know. <laughs> so, <laughs> what is your favorite salad? Oh. <laughs> I Boom. guess we'll start there. A well, I guess salad. you should. Yeah, lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, I actually grew up hating salad because I'm like, I don't want to eat healthy. I want to eat what I want. I want to eat chicken. I want to eat something good like steak. I hated salads. And now that I'm older, I'm like, I fucking love salad. <laughs> but it's like, it's all, like, it's never just like, okay, let me just, you know, sprinkle some like pepper on there, some salad dressing, some lettuce and carrots. It's like, no, fucking throw some buffalo chicken on that. Get me whatever you possibly can as far as like meat goes. Like I'll throw everything in there and just eat it. So you're not like calorie counting or anything like no. that with like a special diet? If I did diet. that, I would hate myself because like I'd get into like the 10,000s by the end of the day and be like, mm. wow, I did really good. <laughs> just judging by like your body type, I feel like you don't have to worry too much about what you eat i am i wrong yes and no actually because i just like i listen to what my body tells me if my body's like we do not like that i'm like okay then we're not gonna eat that but sometimes i'm like okay you don't like that but i do so you're gonna (laughs) suffer (laughs) for at least you know a day and a half because i'll i eat everything and anything i want but like to a point like i'm not just gonna sit and eat a whole bag of doritos if i wanted to i can but there's other things other than like gaining weight. Like mm-hmm. you gotta obviously worry about yeah. cholesterol. Like yeah. Yeah, there's different to be overall things. healthy. Yeah, right. exactly. So like, if like you eat too much of certain things, you might break out like on your exactly. skin. Like, like I'm so not trying to be effects. that asshole that people look at and they're like, she can eat whatever she wants, and it's, it's like, like but I don't. Yeah, I can, but <laughs> I don't. Yeah, because. But be- so as a model, like. There are are there times where you have to like cut weight or like do certain things for me to no. micromanage. No, okay. For me, no. So do you exercise? She doesn't work like... for a Victoria's Secret. <laughs> <laughs> I don't exercise. I eat five meals a day. Snaps. So you're gifted. I usually <laughs> eat. I usually eat before a shoot. Every okay. time, like I'm not talking like a little snack or whatever. I'm, I'm talking a full ass meal. Like there's. A main entree, <laughs> two sides, and then there's a snack to eat either before or after the meal. Like, it's not just like, <laughs> yeah, I try to eat all the time. <laughs> if anything, my day is like planned around when I'm going to eat. I think there was one time recently my friends went to the bar and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, is anybody else hungry? Mm. Anybody. And like, they're all just talking about like whatever this and that and yeah. that. Five minutes later, I'm like, does anybody want to order food with me? Because, like, I'm really hungry. It's getting close to 9 o'clock, the peak of when the bar's closed because COVID doesn't come out after 10. And I'm just like, does anybody want food before these places close? And people are like, Alexis, no. If we wanted food, we would have told you. I'm like, well, goddamn, I just wasted an hour. I guess I'm going to order food. By that time, everything was closed and I ate. We went back to my friend's house. I think I ate everything that I possibly could find and put in my mouth. Like I even ate things that night that I didn't want. And I don't know why. I was just repulsively hungry. So I... Hey, you know, sometimes Dewey calls. (laughs) (laughs) I was a black hole that night. And my God, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I was the most satisfied I think I've ever been with my hunger. But goddamn, I look back and I'm like, I was annoying. (laughs) So besides eating, what other hobbies do you have? <laughs> well, eating's my main hobby. Um, That's a sick hobby. <laughs> I know, especially since I can afford to do it. 
Like, True. well, not really. My yeah, wallet how do you can't. afford it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My wallet cannot afford it. Mm. <laughs> but hobbies. I am like a 60-year-old woman. I sit at home behind my sewing machine, make stuff, set up my little tablet right over here, watch Netflix while I sew. That doesn't sound like a good tactic, but it works. I don't actually watch the show. I just listen. Yeah. Because God forbid. Right. Well, that's way. She's just watching her life. I watch (laughs) I watch Shameless and then I got pissed because I'm like, all right, they're just ripping my family off. Like there's gotta be a camera outside like my childhood home, like in the traffic light, something. Because they were spot on about a lot of things. Either mm. that or other people are just as fucked up as my family. So That's what it's like in Herkimer? No, just no. on my street. Oh, just, okay. yeah. <laughs> just on the, just your family. the square footage. Just generalizes of, yeah. all of Herkimer. <laughs> yeah. Just the square footage that I lived on. Not Herkimer. <laughs> Isn't it like country though? countryside what no. is her what it's where is this place? it's a it's, it's a really small and, town it's, it's not it's not Albany. a country town it's just like kind no. of a oh, one-stop okay. town yeah it's right mm-hmm. i mean they even have their own community college that's you know yeah it's pretty big mm-hmm. deal i guess in these small ass towns yeah wait so i i know um his name is john zaleski he's a little younger than me yeah but i went to school with them um yeah, so <laughs> obviously, like, we gotta like briefly talk about your career, and that's then we fine. Can we can't. No, but we're listen, not gonna make it about. Listen, your we could talk about it. It's just like if we sat here for like three hours talking about my career, I'd be like, oh no, oh that's my god, true. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Well, why don't I think the majority of people who are probably gonna listen to this know of you? Maybe I'm assuming. I mean, if they don't, hey guys, what's up? Hey, this is Alexis. <laughs> like, um, hey. So, as you mentioned, you are a model. Um, you also do uh, fashion design. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, like, how did you, What which one came first and how did you get into? One of those chicken or the yeah, egg ter- yeah. deals. Okay. How did you get into that? So, growing up, I was a very awkward individual. I was really skinny and matured way too fast for my age. I'm talking, like, full-on adult boobs on a child like no nine-year-old should have boobs but i did so and (laughs) (laughs) um it was a it was a weird transition because when you're that young and you're getting looked at in like a weird adult type of way it's kind of like okay i shouldn't have this because i'm a child but you know mother nature just did her own thing and And there's a significant difference like how men would approach you just based off of like your yeah i looked i looked 18 when i was 13 and then Mm -hmm. when i turned 18 i looked 13 and it's just like because you look like you looked way older initially but then everyone caught up and then you see yeah and then i kind of went i took like a benjamin button turn (laughs) i was just like how does this happen like i don't know but it happened so wild (laughs) i kind of like referred to myself as like a lollipop for a long time because I was just this stick little thing and then I was just top heavy like there was one time I was up at the college in Herkimer and it was all ice on the sidewalk shout out to security for not you know salting the walkway but I learned this today that that day that the wind was so strong on top of that massive hill I wasn't moving my feet I was scuffing it and at some point I stopped and the wind was moving me on the ice. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm just like, am I really that light? Like, oh my God. 
So, I mean, I was just like standing there sliding on the ice and turning and I'm just chuckling. So like, just put that mental image in your brain. It was actually really funny. But um, back to the awkwardness of growing up. It's just when I was growing up, my parents were spending all this money on this these clothes for me, which at that time, obviously, I couldn't work. And I was just like, you want to know what? I'm just going to, you know, start tailoring. I had this beat up sewing machine in my house and I was like, I wonder how this works. Turned it on and started using it and taking in my clothes to actually get them to fit me. And eventually it turned into I'm wasting so much money buying clothes and wasting my parents' money. And I'm thinking about this at like 11, 12 years old. I'm like, why the hell am I letting my parents well, buy me clothes that don't fit me? Like 12 year old. Yeah. Well, I started sewing at nine. So like, I was just like, yeah. okay. Cause at first it was like pillows and bags and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, I want things. And then I started sewing my clothes. Cause I was like, maybe I could use this machine to help this problem I have. And eventually Natural I started. entrepreneur right there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then I started making clothes and it kind of just went from there. Like I'm sitting there in classrooms and stuff and my friends are talking to me and their parents want to order stuff from me that my teachers wanted to buy stuff from me. So I'm just sitting here in the classroom being like, how do I get money from these people? (laughs) Like I wasn't even (laughs) thinking about basic algebra. I'm like, how do I earn 25 bucks real quick? Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to make this person a backpack. I'm going to fix this person's pants. Like it was weird because most kids, they go through their childhood, you know, actually being a kid, just playing outside with their friends, go eat some dirt, you know, simple stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how am I going to make money? Scheming. <laughs> yeah. That. that is like shameless though. Yeah. Like they were always like hustling, trying to find ways to make money. Well, from, oh, yeah. You know? Well, that part of my life happened uh, around like 15 or 16. That's when I became Fiona. Hmm. But that's, we can include Different that story. in the story. at some. Oh, yeah, we can yeah. include that if you guys really want to <laughs> know about that part of the life. Because I tell people all the time, I want to write a book, and I legitimately want to call it The Shit Show. <laughs> so up before that point, like, things were semi, like, normal in your life, would yeah. you say? I think my preteen years were the last points of my normal life. And then teenage years, everything was fucked. So, everything. So you had... That's really cool, though, that you kind of found this passion prior to, I guess, life kind of hitting or the fan. fucking up. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. So uh, you, like, have the, you have this thing that has been a constant through your life. Yeah. Like you're still doing it, right? I feel like I grasped something that made me feel good and that I liked doing, and I just held on to it because everything else around me was just circulating, like, bad mm. energy and just wasn't. Mm. It wasn't anything that I knew was going to, like, be permanent. Like, these things were all temporary. But the one thing I wanted to keep, I could. Because as long as I kept working at it and doing it and practicing it, I was going to get better. And nobody was going to take it away from me, like, unless I stopped. So I just kept on doing it. I don't think I started modeling until 19. Like, I did not consider it or whatever. A lot of people were like, oh, you should. You should model. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like, what? (laughs) <laughs> absolutely not i i tripped over my own two feet walking down places i have scars all over my body that like you'll never see because that's usually the first thing people photoshop out like i usually try to have that conversation with people don't photoshop my birthmarks if i have this or that don't photoshop that freckles whatever 
but like sometimes my scars yeah, yeah sometimes my scars you'll never see those in photos because they're just like nope but they're everywhere because <laughs> I grew up with mostly brothers. So we used to beat the crap See, out of I, each other. I appreciate that you are willing to tell the photographers like, hey, don't fucking don't do that shit. Like, I've done it more than people think. Like, it's just it's one of those things. Like, I'm like, hey, do not. Because it's you. Yeah. Right? Do not like, botchly edit me. Like some people capture the image that was visibly there that you if you were standing in the room with me, you could see. But the camera didn't capture it exactly like that. And sometimes they edit it, enhance it, whatever. Like, just don't change my physique. Don't do this. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. If you got to smooth out my skin, sure, whatever. Go ahead. But if you legit put an ass on me, I'm going to be like. Has that happened before? <laughs> Where they've, like, m completely modified your, like, I've, body? Somebody did that once, and I don't think I ever worked with them ever again. <laughs> because it was like. You're like, that's not me. <laughs> It was over edited to a point. Like it was beyond me. I was just like, okay, Some that's people not get carried away. Yeah, because the last thing I'm gonna do is show the world my work if it doesn't feel like me, if it doesn't look like me. And I yeah. feel like a lot of models have that same like feeling. Some of them are just like, wow, I look. You okay? There's a, like a fly, and I was just like, oh, like, God. I looked over, and I was talking. You twitched, and I'm like, is he It good? got really close to my eye, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> Continue. I don't even know where I left I off. I have fucking ADD. I, I just, off. like. Yeah. But now with the uh, modeling, did, when you started, was that, like, a paid gig? Or did no, you just do it I just I just started doing it. I think I did a photo shoot in college, and it, was, it wasn't bad. The girl that shot me, she was cool and whatever. Um, but I was really uncomfortable because up until 19 years old, like I said, started modeling, I don't think I once in my entire life that I can even recall or remember. And you can tell, I mean, you don't have to tell me because this is a weird question to ask, but I don't think that I ever even looked at myself fully in the mirror up until 19 at all whatsoever. Wow. And if I did, I was not like not even like naked nothing i would probably wear underwear or even pants or a shirt but never fully mm. saw myself like my entire body that i can honestly you just didn't care i couldn't remember mm. i can't remember anything from that point and no i didn't care in high school all i did was show up did my work did what i had to do went home because like in high school i took care of my family so luckily like the principal and the teachers they all knew what was going on like, mm. I was helping my dad raise my siblings. And, I mean, I love my mom to death. Absolutely love mm. her. But she went and did things for herself on her own. But I had to pick up the mother duties and live in the house right. and take care of my siblings while trying to take care of myself while going to school. and trying While learning to, how to sew. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I was trying to be, like, my own support system, my mm. own cheerleader, but at the same time, my own person. And I couldn't balance it. But... My God, did I do it? Because <laughs> yeah. holy shit. Looking back, I wouldn't change a damn thing. I would do it all over again if somebody said, you can relive those years. I'm like, okay, just the same thing's going to happen. I'm going to be there for my family and just do it. Well, so, now I think you have the tools as an entrepreneur, like with the work that you're doing. You're able to support yourself and through like financial, whatever means, resources. But yeah, like you're saying, all those years were just learning growth, period. Yeah. To become like the woman that you are now. Yeah, because um, I had to grow up fast. I was yeah. adult. I was not even like a teenager. 
I was mm-hmm. I went straight from childhood to adult. So like shit like <clears throat> escalated quickly with that situation like Yeah, like it was it definitely looking back, I remember everything down to a T of like making lunches, making dinner, doing my homework, helping them do their homework. If one of them was sick, I stayed home. I had to stay home from school cuz I had to be there. Dad went to work, he paid the bills. I quit a lot of the things that I was doing because I was like, shit, I got to be a mom first now. And like, I wasn't even my top priority. So in a way, like everybody in high school, they're like, I want to get my first job and they're being selfish and they're yelling at their parents and getting all mad because they can't do this. Yeah. And when they do, (laughs) when they get to do what they want, they're normally rebelling. Me, (laughs) my dad, like, the only time I ever rebelled was I didn't answer my phone. He didn't know where I was. And this was before all that happened. I came home and I remember him just coming up to me, just like marching up. He's like, where's your phone? And I handed it to him. No questions asked. And he legit did a 360 spin, turned around and he fucking threw that thing. And it went right into the drywall and it's still in that wall till this day. <laughs> I mean, I don't live in that house anymore. Right. We moved out, but like, my God. No one went my, in after well, my it, dad yeah. used to play baseball. He was a pitcher, and he had an so, arm. Yeah, yeah, that was a fast ball. <laughs> like it fucking broke the drywall and went right mm. down into it. And sometimes we heard it vibrate after that happened, and then it just died. <laughs> so, but I did not rebel after that, honestly, and I don't think. Like I ever even wanted to. Like my dad scared you. He he, well that and like my dad fully trusted my judgment. Like he, it was one of those weird things that people don't experience sometimes. Like when your parents tell you no, you can't do this, whatever. And it was like at that point, I was kind of my own parent. Like I was Mm -hmm. raising myself, raising other people, and I was like thinking. I actually I wasn't even thinking about like oh who do I want to be when I grow up. I was like no, I got to get these Mm -hmm. kids to school. Like, I was not thinking about any of that shit that normal kids were thinking about. And, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that were in the same boat as me. I just don't know who they are, their stories. But, like. Are you open to talking about a little bit deeper into what's going on? Oh, I'm fine with it. I mean, how I see it is it's all written in stone. My family was there. They know what happened. Like, I can't say anything that would be detrimental to them or myself Mm -hmm. because we were all lived it. We all were there. It's not like I can sit here and be like, fuck, shit, piss that. Like, everything was so angry and whatever. Like, no, I lived it. I don't regret a single thing. I understand it now that I'm older. Because back then, I was resentful and I was upset and angry at everything and i did not think about myself i just thought about how much i hated the world Mm. i hated everything it was giving it to me but i tried to be a happy person and i was but at the same time well you had to be yeah like you can be a happy person and i genuinely am but with all that happiness you still have to carry the sadness with you like i don't show it like i'm not one of those people that's like oh i'm sad or like I don't even cry. (laughs) I Mm. tell people all the time I meet a quota of like two times a year. If it's more than that, I'm like something's really off. But like when I do, because I don't do it often, like I have to take a nap Mm. because it like took so much out of me. Yeah, (laughs) especially when you only do it maybe two times a year. (laughs) I was like, that was exhausting. So like I got to like sleep for a weekend. So now in the beginning of this podcast, you're talking about law of attraction stuff. And I'm into that stuff, too, like mm-hmm. spirituality. Um, is that something you learned when you were going through all of that? Or is that something that happened after the fact? Well, 
when I was angry and upset at everything, I was just kind of like, at some point, something came along to me where I said, you want to know what? I don't deserve this kind of life. I don't deserve the sadness that it's bringing to me. I don't deserve to like feel like a lesser human than I should be because I'm a very capable human being. Like I feel like our minds are so broad based, like we can do so much. There's a reason why we love multiple people. It's because our minds have the capacity to like express that much love to others. Like I'm right. not talking about relationships, like girl or boy like actual dating i'm talking about just in general as like human a beings. global scale yeah, yeah. like Having we're loving human yeah. beings like we're meant to be like that we're meant to show compassion and everything so growing up i learned all these things so fast i became so wise and i was just like you want to know what i do not deserve this life i need to change something and I started to get selfish because I was still taking care of my family near the end of like my uh, high school career because I ended up going to a trade school and learning like graphic design and stuff. And part of that actually had to like bring some selfishness into me because I didn't have any. I legit was the most selfless person ever. If somebody asked me to do something, I did it for them because I knew they needed my help. At the end of the day, I never thought about myself ever and it was not a good way to live and once college happened i started making new friends and realizing all these different people and these different backgrounds and we had a lot of people from different countries even coming and i learned about their backgrounds i learned about how they had things tough and all this stuff and i realized the world was a much bigger place than the world that i was sticking myself than into yeah yeah because yeah, like my brain was as small as the world I was letting it live in. Like my, it was basically the size of this microphone. Like mm. it was so little. And like then- the who, Whoville, right? Yeah, Dude, I mean, yeah, <laughs> seriously. That's how, I, that's how I felt like growing up in Phoenix. Mm. Like it's not that, that much different in terms yeah. of size. Like then you go somewhere like Albany mm. and it's like, holy shit, yeah. there's so many I mean like I knew about and geography everything. and stuff. I knew where everything was. But like once I started meeting the people from right. all these places, I was just like, Whoa. Wow. Yeah, like, I, mean, I really did not understand what, what was going on. What school did you go to? Uh, everything was in Herkimer. Everything. Oh, okay. But. Well, I mean, like, you went to college in Herkimer? Yep. You went to that. The, I stayed local the because, there. again, I, when I was yeah. in college, I was still taking care of my family. Got you. So, How old are you right now? Just I just turned 26. 26, okay. Yeah. And you went to school at what age? Or what to college at what age right after high school so i 18, turned 19, yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. like right into it so like i just kind of like nipped it in the butt got it out of the way mm -hmm. um and that was a two-year school yeah for trade yeah because i double majored so i just was like mm -hmm. let me just get this done nice. so and it was fun i really enjoyed it and like i met some of my greatest friends there unfortunately in like the last two weeks of my schooling there like i met some of the best friends Wow. So I was like, God damn, I could have spent two years with these people. Right. But I was a townie, so it was a lot harder <laughs> for you to like Look really... down upon. Yeah, because I didn't want to go up there and party. I just wanted to hang out with my friends. And everybody was like, oh, no, we're going to party. Or they're like, oh, there's no party going on tonight. I'm like, so? I just literally want to come up and breathe air with you. Like, yeah. I don't want to <laughs> party with you. You're like, what do you mean? So Act like human beings. Just yeah, out, basically. Right? So that was kind of it. It's just like once college hit me, then I realized that the world was too big for me to be sitting here and being like, what was me? I need 
like happiness, but I didn't understand how to make it or how to find it mm -hmm. until I realized, wow, I should really start doing things for myself. And that was the transition or like the aha moment was in college when you were like yeah. meeting all these people. Yeah, because in high school, near the end of it, I was just an angry individual. I didn't care about what I looked like or what I did. I just went to school and I actually did get good grades. That was the weirdest part about it was I had extremely good grades, <laughs> but like I just was in general, just a horrible person. Mm -hmm. Like I really didn't care about too much. And when like college happened, I started dressing better. I started feeling better. It wasn't until I actually started modeling where it was just kind of like bringing in more happiness because I was not confident still yet with uh, since before modeling. But when I did it, I was seeing myself from other people's perspective. Right. And I was like, wait a second. I looked like this way back when, when I mm. hated myself, when I wasn't thinking about myself. And now I'm seeing myself in somebody else's eyes. Like my first two years of modeling, I didn't even wear makeup. Like I just was getting in front of the camera, getting shot, whatever. And I always told myself that I'm like, oh, I am a pretty person. I just have shitty skin. So like, <laughs> yeah, like just because you have pimples doesn't mean you're ugly. You just are human. Yeah. So and Crazy I always. Crazy concept. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I legit tell people that all the time because like the one thing, too, is like you can be proud of what you look like. Like, I'm not saying this is like a model standpoint. Like if you look in the mirror and you're happy with yourself, like, fuck it. If you have the money to change it, then fuck it. Do it. Like, I wish I had money to change my looks. But then again, if I really had the money in my pocket, I would not spend it on that because I'm already happy with what I got. Mm. So sometimes people don't make that revelation for themselves. And I've seen people yeah, pay true. money to do things like that to their bodies and they become so happy and so confident. So if anything, if you can pay money to get confidence and get happy, fucking do it. <laughs> like, yeah. Where, where do you think you get that self-confidence from? I think it was from the fact that when I worked with people, because when I started my career, and I tell him this all the time to a point where it probably gets annoying for him, uh, this photographer messaged me on Instagram years ago, and he was just like, I like your pictures, and I think you look great, and I love your style, but I think I can help you look better. Because at that time, it was just, like, my senior pictures and, like, my mm. friends going around and, like, fucking around with the camera. So let's take you to the next level. Yeah, and he's like, I want to shoot you. So I told my parents about it. And my dad's like, well, I mean, it sounds cool. <laughs> like, my dad was just like, always... I no idea. He was so He was so trusting, and I loved him for it. And then my mom was like, just make sure that you go in a public place to meet him and whatever. So I did. And uh, naturally, I'm like, okay, we're going to go out to eat. You're going to buy. <laughs> like, I was like, all right, we're going to eat. And I met him out for lunch. And then we shot at my apartment after. And then from there, like, the first shirt we did, um, I did, like, a little bit of, like, implied nudity, which, again, like, I've never even considered doing something like that in my life. So by What does the that mean? Just a little caveat. <laughs> uh, yeah. So implied nudity means that you can – generally see that there is nudity being like portrayed like if i were to hold a blanket in front of me and you see my ankles and you see that my like yeah anything. it looks oh, like i'm yeah. not wearing anything so it's implied that i'm nude mm -hmm. so i did some of that and i was just kind of like yeah i'm not feeling this so then we just shot wardrobe and whatever and he was like okay and then i started to look more comfortable in the photos and by our third shoot so my first shoot was that 
second shoe I was just like okay wardrobe whatever you know lingerie and then the third shoe I was freaking buck ass naked and I was just like let's do this yeah, <laughs> like, I'm ready yeah. yeah I was just like it took three shoots for me to legit build that confidence and like I said it was because I didn't even realize what I had or that I could have been happy with what I had because growing up when I did like look at, at my body at all like I was looking at my legs and I'm like oh my legs are too small or my hip bones are protruding but that's because I didn't eat yet and like whatever and I never had like an eating disorder other than wanting to eat too much because I mm -hmm. thought if I ate enough I'd gain weight because all oh, I wanted okay. to do was gain weight I just like I want to just gain a pound or something and like I never could so I eventually gave up <laughs> I was just like you want to know what fuck it this is a lost cause <laughs> just eat all the time yeah so it's just like I eat when I'm hungry mm -hmm. sometimes it's more than I want but gotta do it so I gotta stay alive. <laughs> so it, it, it seems like you kind of <clears throat> approach modeling in a different way. Like I, I just want to get a sense of like what your view on the whole modeling mm -hmm. thing is in the industry. Like, are, are you open to sharing about your your views on that? Yeah. So truly, I look at modeling in the industry platform as just another opportunity that I have not gotten myself into. Like I've done everything up until this point completely independently for myself. Mm -hmm. I've worked with over 200 photographers in the time span of five years. And of those 200 photographers I've worked with, I've shot with some of them multiple times. Mm -hmm. So you have to think mm -hmm. if I've worked with that many people and some of them I worked with multiple times, how many shoots have I done? I don't even want to count. I yeah. don't want to look back. I don't want to know because that's a big number. Mm -hmm. I can count that high. I'm smart enough, but Fuck that. So <laughs> if anything, like that part I've dabbled in. I've done so much for myself. I have so much portfolio. I did a lot of like experimenting with my creativity. I've learned what I liked and what I don't like. And it just comes down to the fact of like, I need to know what the next step is, which the next step would actually be getting into the industry, right. whether it's an agency or whether I self-represent me. So if I were to go in there and be like, no, I'm self-managed. So sometimes I don't know what they're going to do with that. I really have no idea because I've looked into agencies enough to know what they're looking for and what they want. The only problem with that is I am getting older, but the lucky part is I don't look like I'm getting older. Right. So yeah. sometimes that plays a huge key in the whole thing. Um, so I guess it just depends. Like if I get into the industry, who's going to find me, who's going to see my potential and take me on. Um, as far as an agency goes. But some people go through their modeling career not needing an agent. It's just they can supply mm -hmm. you with the opportunities that you couldn't do yourself. Like I could easily mm -hmm. walk down the street and possibly get discovered by somebody. Or and I could you have other skill sets too that could support like as far as the financial means. Yeah, like, like there's, there's so many selling. different things that I could do with what I like to do. So like I could get into my designing. Um, one of my friends just messaged me recently because I've been working on a lot of different props and designs and clothing for my own shoots coming up. I think of a concept nice. and I want to create it. I make the stuff for it. If I have to go buy it, I will. But like most of the time, I'm like, I'm going to make it. Like I'm just going to yeah, make this and whatever and do what I got to do. Um, so they were even like, well, <laughs> I want you to start making me stuff for my shoots. And I'm like, hell, let's do this. Like I want, this is something I should be doing. It's like a talent that I shouldn't be wasting. Yeah. I can legit take a photo online. If you show me something and I'm like, okay, replicate it. I can make mm -hmm. it. Like I've done that more times than I can count. And I don't know how I do it, 
but I do it. <laughs> you like, got the stuff. All I got to do is look at a photo for 10 minutes and in two hours, it's going to be in front of me. So sometimes have you, so how have you done that for people yet? Like make stuff for their it's shoots? A, it's a hit or miss okay. because some people will be like, oh my God, that's so cool. But then when you put a dollar sign in front of it, You're they like, don't even want to invest in you. Um, so sometimes it's, it's, it's something where a lot of people are, it's all talk, but it's no show. I'm the only one who's providing the show and the ambition to do it. But truly sometimes people don't want to invest in you and that's okay. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, you don't want it. All right. Like, Hmm. sorry that I wasn't what you wanted. It's just, you move on. Yeah. Cause you can have, especially in the modeling industry, in any type of job, you can have five people telling you no and one person tell you yes. And that one yes is all you needed. Law of averages. And sometimes you can be told yes by the wrong person. You move on. Like, life just continues to go on. And, like, Mm. holding any energy towards someone for not, like, following through or wanting to invest in you is just a waste of time and energy that you could have found that person to say yes. Exactly. I've spent a lot of time working with people who have talked to me about wanting to sew, wanting to design, wanting to model. And I've invested so much of my time, so much of my heart into trying to get these people like to the path that they need to because they want to do the same thing I'm doing. And then when I show them a little bit of it, I don't know where it gets misconstrued. I have no idea. I've done it with a couple people already. Some people actually did put the work in and they've taken off. Mm. And I'm just like, wow, finally somebody that wants to do the work. That's Amazing. the issue. Yeah, I think. they and, don't want they, yeah. they want the vision, but they don't want to. They want somebody to do the work for them, but unfortunately, yeah. I can only push somebody so far. Like I give right. you the tools, yeah. I help you this far, and from what you do on from there, it's tough. I, it's yeah, grueling work. You yeah. Know? yeah. So yeah. like, it's one of those like you only can control certain things. So mm-hmm. if you, that's one of the things you can't control is other people. Mm. So you gotta let them go, and that's where a lot of like my mindset comes from with. Everything, everything that I do is like I stopped Mm -hmm. giving a shit about a lot of the things that I couldn't control, luckily, sooner than later in my life and realized that, wow, so much things like opened up for me. I was like, wow, this is so stress relieving. But then it just made more room for the other stresses. Either (laughs) either way, it's just like you can only control yourself and what you do and how you react. You can't control other people. You got to let them be, you got to let that be their problems. I tell people all the time, that sounds like a you problem. I'm sorry, but it's true. Like I can only do so much for somebody to where it's not really my problem. Like it's not selfish Mm -hmm. to say that at the end of this lifespan, I'm the one going in the ground in the casket by myself. Right. I did all this for me. If I help people along the way, those are life's trophies that I get. And And that's what you learned early on. Uh, during your younger years like when you were supporting the family that that was more or less like supporting them was that i don't give a fuck because i was angry oh. <laughs> and just mad and just all of the so it's a culmination of yeah. everything that but to get to this point. yeah and eventually it turned into like in my later years of i really needed to stop worrying about certain things that i couldn't control i couldn't control my mom going away. I couldn't control the fact that my life was in chaos. All I could control was the things I could do to make it change. So me being there for my siblings, me learning about them, me raising them, they needed me and I needed them because at the end of the day, they were all I had. 
Mm-hmm. I went to school. I didn't really have that many friends. I just focused on myself, focused on my family. I wasn't worried about like prom or a date to the dance or having a boyfriend. I was worried about my family. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even worried about me. So sometimes my roots go all the way back to them. I was a huge family person and I still am. It's just I'm older and so are they. And they don't need me as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. But I gave them a lot of my heart and soul. And now it's time for me to take what's left and still growing in me of that heart and soul and use it for me. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, sorry, I, I was <laughs> I've just been meaning to to make a point that like when you said like I never knew what it was like to be selfish, or whatever. Like I always like to discern the uh, selfishness into two categories: a negative mm-hmm. selfishness and a positive selfishness because there is both. Negative just meaning like you're being selfish at the detriment of others mm-hmm. on purpose mm-hmm. and i feel like your selfishness has been totally i mean i i not like i know yeah. all the situations you've been selfish but like yeah it sounds like the majority comes from a more positive side like you're just saying no like i'm just thinking about myself i think because, the, like, yeah i, I think the only negative and, like, do my own thing the only negative i could say has come out of my dating life but that's like it was never a priority to me ever it's just like if somebody treated me poorly, I was like, all right, bye. Like, I didn't, he- it be. I didn't hesitate. <laughs> yeah. Like, I maybe cried about I it. Was hesitate. <laughs> I didn't. I love that. I didn't. <laughs> I want to talk on that, though. So, like, the t- discernment between, like, selfishness when it's positive and negative. Like, I think it's positive when you're trying to create value for yourself and others. Mm-hmm. But it's negative when you're just trying to take and take value from others just for yourself. So, yeah. the fact that you're... um. Like in the industry, you're trying to work towards a goal, creating a business, whatever it may be, that you're, yes, you're developing yourself to better yourself, but it's also in turn going to um, be a benefit for our community to society at large. Yeah, because a lot of people look to me and they looked at me when I had nobody watching and now I have more people watching and I'm just like, okay, like now's really time to step up and show them just who I am. Like... Who I was five years ago is not who I am now just because I evolved. I changed for better reasons. Some things might still have followed me. Those are the things that were meant to stay with me that I wanted to keep. Like I always people, you remember the phrase like when we were younger, people were like, you've changed. (laughs) Be like, no shit I had to. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? Like adaptation is natural. Like if I get dealt shitty cards you really think I'm going to sit there in the shit? Be like, no, I'm yep. going to wipe my ass and I'm going to keep going. Like, you can't. Hell yeah. yeah <laughs> you just can't do that. Like, I was dealt so many shit cards. I can't tell you how much my coworkers are my therapists. They know every <laughs> freaking double-edged sword that has stabbed me in life and like everybody's problems are important nobody's are greater or lesser than anyone's they're Mm. all important my shit's important your guys's shit's important if anything if people want to tell me their shit i want to sit there and i want to fucking cry with them Mm. it's just like only twice a year yes (laughs) sometimes i'm sometimes i'm like i really want to cry but i can't like so uh... because that's that's another thing is like i can't express my emotions sometimes so like i really do feel like a robot so sometimes i just gotta you know power down so what what was the worst thing that's ever happened to you do you want to open up to that well that's the thing is like so many bad things have happened so many but i'm not somebody that sits here and dwells on them because Mm. how i see it is if i 
sit and dwell on all the bad cards that I've been dealt. How the hell am I supposed to have a good life? Because I can't. You got to learn and grow. Yeah, yeah, I can't. No rain, no flowers. You know, it's mm. one of those. There's so many people I, I mean, I see, or I know some that they kind of cling on to shit that happened to them yeah. in the past. And the it past just is important, them though. The everywhere. past is so important. Yeah, like, but. You use what you learned in the past and you take that with you. Not the, Just because the something memory. like, I mean, if you really want me to like say something personal, like I will, like it's up to you. Like yeah, yeah. me back in the past, like one of those things, like I was actually like questioned about this recently because it was always like, I get asked this all the time, like, oh, did you get a boob job? No, I didn't. And like lately I've been wanting to be like, showing people that i have no fucking scars but then i realized i have a scar in the middle of my chest and it's because somebody hurt me and it caused a bone to protrude through my body like they hurt me that much and something like that i carry with me because i don't look back and say oh well someone hurt me i can't trust anybody i literally have no trust issues whatsoever other than a revere like revere (laughs) <laughs> sorry paul um the <laughs> <laughs> love that <laughs> the rear view camera on a car i don't trust those fuckers because it told me once that i backed into the house like it told me that i hit the house like the sensor started going off and i'm like no shit i felt the car hit the house a minute ago like it didn't start beeping till after, uh, after i hit, you the, hit house. the house i'm like okay like that's, that's the only o- i think that's literally the only place i have trust issues other than that like i'm <laughs> <Backing> fine up. <laughs> but like it's one of those things like just because somebody put their hands on me and truly hurt my physicality like is this some stranger no um okay. but it's like one of those things like i'm not gonna blame society for that i'm not gonna blame all men just because one man did that like it's one of those yeah (laughs) you're welcome it's one of those things that like you can't just you're not projecting yeah (laughs) exactly on other people yeah like i want to move on from that because you're owning up looking back responsibility (laughs) yeah looking back to that is it happened it's a story yes it left a physical scar but I haven't thought about that in probably years Mm. until somebody brought up the whole implants, whatever. And I was like, I don't have any scars. But then I remembered that. So like truly, it's like something that just like, oh, it gets in my brain and then it's gone. And Mm. it doesn't follow me because it's already written in stone. You can't change it. Like back when people would ask us like, oh, how many people have you slept with? What's it fucking matter? Yeah. <laughs> you you, it's not like you can add and, you know, mine. Well, you can add, but you can't minus. Yeah, 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 yeah you can't. You minus. can't just, like, subtract numbers. Like, it's there. Um, so it's one of those things. And that's things. even a societal thing. Like, why does it matter? Like, like people you are said s- subtract as if, like, having a high amount of people that you slept was, like, a bad, a bad thing. thing. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, for us as guys, maybe the societal shift is different where it's like oh high five you slept with this many people blah 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 I feel Dude, so it's like the when my friends tell know, me they had in... sex i'm like good for you yeah. because i didn't like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like but it's just weird five. that yeah. we make those judgments i don't care what you know? gender Some you people are. are just like they're looking for a reason to judge you mm. or like find a like an avenue to like look at you differently but it's well, like it all comes with like self-esteem like when people talk to me about their stories or whatever whether it's like something that i aspired to have or whether it's something i've never experienced before it's like 
oh like it's one of those a light bulb goes on in your head and you're like you either have never experienced it you've seen it whatever like there's just something that Mm -hmm. goes off in your brain like i don't Mm -hmm. know what it is we need to like contact like a brain specialist and ask him (laughs) or something you know just not giving a fuck (laughs) yeah it's just like mm. who knew that like this was so important like yeah it comes up so often i feel like that question and it's just like and it's so stupid it's like awkward who cares uh do you want me to count right now like i have to go back in the log real quick even if it's two and you can't remember still who the fuck cares it's like okay (laughs) and if i tell you roughly how many what are you gonna do with that information and two like why does it matter still (laughs) it just fucking makes no sense so as far as like modeling industry goes and like you as a model (laughs) no it does he wants no 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 no, like it does link so you're talking about (laughs) self-esteem and like as a model you're exposing yourself you're always putting yourself out there oh so like how do you deal with all that judgment or like what is your mindset on that or do you, how much judgment do you get? Like, do, how much do you actually like receive? I've gotten more people? positivity throughout my career than I've had negativity. When the negativity gets you, it hurts. For me, it hurts for like a split second <laughs> because then I remember how much positivity I have, and then I'm like, all right, whatever. Because if it's not constructive <laughs> negative criticism, it does not help you. If it's legitimately not going to help you, then why? even bother giving it the time of day you should like teach a seminar to like i've thought about that but my brain would jump everywhere no influencers need to chill i never even looked at myself as an influencer when somebody says oh alexis you're i'm just like ew it's like (laughs) it's not a bad thing it's really not but i i if anything I, i used to say it like when people were talking about it i'm like if anything all i do is influence you to order more pizza that we don't need and bad decisions like <laughs> where does this fall into the line of social media influencer like i don't know but i think they see a uh, follower count and they're just like oh they must be an influencer and it's like mm. yeah but like the way i see influencer or at least like i feel like that name is not correct like yeah. a correct terminology well like, yeah like how you said the following account so take me for an example okay you guys have seen my instagram 86 percent of my audience is man can you understand why yeah yeah so it. can i yeah if i post a clothed photo yeah some of the guys are gonna like it mostly the girls but still 86 percent is a lot mm. and you can visibly see why they're on my account I but, saw you make a poster story about that saying like, oh, this is like my real follower count. Um, what did you do? Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. But like, what did you do to get like that follower count to I, the number? I don't know. So it wasn't like a conscious like, I, I need to count my, like how many people are I following. I legitimately okay. have no idea where these people came from. I have worked hard. I have spent thousands of dollars on myself for this career. I have traveled so much i've gone to la i've gone to jamaica i've gone to canada i've gone to so many different states i go to new york city like on a regular basis to the point where i'm like i've spent so much time money travel on me on others i've invested in myself and in others to the point where i'm like that's why these people see me and if they saw my schedule they would vomit (laughs) because i legit worked this morning I had a photo shoot last night, and then I had a photo shoot before this. I have a photo shoot all tomorrow. 
and then I got to go home and I got to work four days straight and do my 40 hours within like not even four three. Days. So what well, do you, you have like a, I do more than 40 hours in hmm. four days, actually. Do you have so, like a normal person job, too? No. What well, is, no, what you is said your... you were working as a healthcare. Yeah, so I work okay. in... That's what I meant. Yeah, like I work that. in healthcare where I work in a residential site owned by the state that we take care of dis- people with disabilities. Okay. And that's been my job What's for about company? eight years. Um, ARC. It's one of the branches throughout New York State mm-hmm. because there's ARCs everywhere. Yeah. Um, but that's my main job. And that job, I love that job. Absolutely love it. I've done it for almost eight years now. And that job has basically funded my dreams. <laughs> Like all my yeah. money has gone from them straight into my pocket, straight into other people's pockets for this career. I think that's a super important thing to note too for anyone who's mm-hmm. up and coming is you have to have a day job to support yourself for your side hustle yeah, or your full-time passion, which in your case is And eventually this entrepreneurship, if anything, it possibly not uh, later than sooner will mm-hmm. become my full-time job. Well. But you and, still need that boost to get you there. Well, yeah. it sounds like you're you're just like on that cusp of like, all right, I have the portfolio. It's more just like which avenue do I want to take yeah. in the modeling? At this point world. in time, I'm just not in the location that I need to be not yeah. and not where I want to be. I want to be somewhere else. I know exactly where I want to be. I just need to where do you make be? the jump. New York City. Okay. I was told for years that I needed to move there, had to move there my entire life. And for a little while, I was, like, rebelling, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, consider other places like L.A. or Seattle. And then I was like, wow, I'd have to move this shit to this shit and then get rid of this shit and move here and get more shit. And I was just like, I, that's... That's, like, the most practical. Yeah. Like, life is not a bathroom. I don't need that much shit. So, like, if anything, I was just like, let's just take the jump, try New York City first. And then see where my life goes from there. True. Mm-hmm. Also, you're 26. So it's yeah. not even like you have to live there forever. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And this will be your first big move, right? No. Okay. <laughs> so my entire life before Herkimer, I lived in different states my entire Whoa, childhood. Okay. So before the age of nine, or at the age of eight or nine, whatever. I like we, how we just glossed over all that. Yeah. Well, like, I don't remember much of my childhood because, like, I was a child, but then, like, growing up happened so fast it kind of just like i remember some things like i remember a good amount um i remembered that i hate snow because of how much i loved beaches um mm. the first time i saw snow i think i cried <laughs> i was like, like i don't like this, this. <laughs> i don't like it like if it was warm i would like it but then that's why there's sand so <laughs> like i was one of it's those a warm version of this <laughs> yeah i was a kid that like legit was fine with having like sand in my scalp and my toes and my butt crack like i legit didn't care where the sand was i was just like i went to the beach like so maybe that's a sign that i should not be in the snow that and my like zero percent body fat you're gonna end up in california i mean if i do i won't be mad you know because then i'll just go to hawaii like every month yeah but yeah why did you travel so much like why were your why was your family moving so much so surprisingly walmart because mm-hmm. Sam's Club, when I was growing up, was transitioning into Walmart, and my father was employed by them. He was a store manager, so they moved him Gosh, around to yeah. different locations. At one point, he actually was going to manage his own Walmart, and uh, there was like a couple years, like not really a couple years ago, maybe like a decade ago, where my mom was like yelling at us, and she was like, if it wasn't for you guys, your father would own his own business, and we'd have two Ferraris, and I'm like... <sighs> 
shut up. <laughs> like, you wanted us. We are your Ferraris. Right. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, <laughs> and then having then a that's kid is definitely yeah, like right. having a Ferrari. <laughs> I know. Well, recently I referred to my tattoo because I don't know if you've ever seen the stupid meme of like Will Ferrell where somebody was like, oh, you don't have tattoos? And it's like Will Ferrell dressed as like some like allegiate like renaissance figure and he goes would you put a bumper sticker on a ferrari <laughs> and i was like oh my god i put a bumper sticker on a ferrari is that what? your only tattoo the only one i'm getting what is it it means love you more oh, and then okay, it cool. also means fuck you nice that's great. once it's a dual dual purpose yeah. once i realized the you was going to be on my middle finger i was Done. like i gotta get mm. it i have to <laughs> So, so this sold me. Is, so what's your purpose for only getting that and no, no, no other tattoos? I knew I wanted one. And I wasn't going to sit my entire life being like, wow, I really wanted that tattoo and never got it. Fair. And then being like as old as Gertrude in the freaking nursing home being like, damn, let's go get a tattoo. When your and, skin's all gross. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, sir, can you just lift my flap and then- Can you just it? stretch my skin yeah. down? <laughs> yeah, just get some freaking like paper clips to stretch it out. <laughs> Pinch yeah. your skin down. No offense, old people, you rock. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I just kind of drove myself to do it. And I asked so many people. I asked my brother who did tattoos. I asked my professor from college who became like one of my best friends, if not my family. And she was like, no. And my brother said, no. They were like, I don't want to ruin your body. I don't want to mess it up or whatever. It's like, all right, fine. Then I'm going to go to another country and have a stranger put a tattoo on my body because you won't do it. And that's exactly what I did. Where'd you get it done? <laughs> in Canada. Okay. And the guy messed it up. How so? He missed a spot right here in the U. And then mm -hmm. he only went over the heart once. Oh, wow. Was it a I stick mean, you can get that touched. I mean, I will. It's yeah. just COVID happened. Oh, yeah. I got this tattoo right, right when before. COVID happened. Oh, the shit. first case that was reported over on this side of the globe, I was in Canada, and the first case was in Canada. And we're just sitting there waking up from a long night of a banger. And we're sitting there just like dazed and confused <laughs> in some freaking mall food court and we're just sitting there and the canadian government's just sitting there on their little line of tables just talking about this disease and they were about as clueless as we were and we were just like this is actually kind of funny because these people have no idea what they're talking about and they're supposed to be running this country <laughs> but then again yeah. <laughs> politics <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's a topic we won't get on so next yeah. question yeah. <laughs> but as far as like it's, COVID it's goes, smoking it's for like, itself enough <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> As far as COVID goes, what have you been doing to, um, I guess, be able to get an income through all of your gigs that you've been getting? Like, what's that been like for you and how has that impacted you financially? Well, I've continued to work. If anything, 2020 was the hardest I've worked in my entire life. I was still modeling, but it went from like four times a week because I was legitimately shooting four times a week before COVID, if not some of times I had five and I was like, Jesus Christ, on top of working a job where sometimes I was working more than 40 hour weeks. So I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is insane. But I did it. And with COVID happening, it transitioned to like maybe like once a month. And that kind of sucked. Because oh, wow. um, it dulled my creativity quite a lot like I didn't want to do FaceTime shoots nor did anybody really take me up on the offer I was just kind of like sitting around doing nothing um FaceTime shoots just like yeah like you just webcam. set up your phone for a web oh. yeah just mm. FaceTime 
they take photos. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. about it. But I did my first one the beginning of this year. Everybody was doing them last year, and then it was like 2021 took me that long to actually get a FaceTime <laughs> shoot. And I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. But I'm too busy to even do those sometimes. So it got to the point where I was just like, okay, I can't stop working. I can't let my brain just relax. I need mm -hmm. to keep working. And I did. I The first time I like really left the country other than Canada was during a global pandemic. So that's when you went to Jamaica, right? Yep. How, so what can you, I, cause I like, I paid attention a little bit when like that was happening. Cause you were like documenting like all this stuff happening, but like what, it seemed like you were like with like a big group of people for this like, yeah. thing. Is it, so like, it was like what, an international photo meetup. So, okay. um, the event was hosted by this guy. Um, and he, well, I mean, I'll say his name, Black Tape Project, or more or less known as Joel. And he's pretty well known. He pretty much takes beautiful girls and puts tape all over their bodies and creates designs on them. But he also does it with luxury cars. Oh, and cool. um, I found him through one of my friends who worked with Playboy. And she's a little bit younger than me. She's actually from Auburn, New York. Um, and she's just blowing up. She's awesome. I met her through one of the worst things I've ever experienced in my entire modeling career. And that started with like a shoot that shouldn't have happened with a horrible person who then became my stalker. And oh. it almost resulted in like, well, it did like to a point, the police unfortunately didn't do too much. I won't talk about it because it's not really happening, but like I was trying to get like an order of protection. It got that serious. Jeez. Um, so it's one of those things that like life sent me a dark cloud and it gave me a rainbow just way longer down the path. So without that unfortunate event happening to me, I would have never met my friend who her name's Alice. I would have never met her and she's a great freaking person. I adore her. Um, I would have never met her, would have never heard about Paris Paradise Challenge, would have never went to Jamaica. And then I probably would have never done half the stuff that I've gotten to do these mm -hmm. past couple months just because of this one shit person. So, like, that um, that shoot in Jamaica, like, that, like, opened the door to more opportunities that Oh, yeah. Were... And it opened my mind, too. Like, that was the first time I was ever fully nude in public. And mm. it was amazing. It was so cool. I consider that to be an experience that everyone should experience sorry but it's true like everybody needs to go and be naked in public because <laughs> when you really think about it when it's something that's so natural for that location nobody even looks at you oh, right. like i was just mm -hmm. walking on the beach like i showed up to jamaica on this bus literally me and one other girl and she was a freaking bombshell beautiful girl and just a bunch of dudes <laughs> on a bus and some of them were like the like quiet like you know being shy and like seemed like the computer guys type deal which some of them were but like there's nothing wrong with that either and it's just like it was so funny and i think the greatest friend that came out of that was like my like this super tall asian kid just like so dorky and adorable and he became like one of my good friends like we were talking to each other the whole trip and like at the end of it and i was like we we could become best friends he's like 
you need to calm down. <laughs> like, he was so funny. Um, <laughs> if anything, he'll probably be one of the people that actually tunes in and listens to it. And he'll be like, hey, that's me. She's hey. talking about me. And then he'll be like, wait, I'm not dorky. I mean, I, I am too. She but... said you're adorable, though. So... She is. Like, have there you, you go. I mean, strong comparison. Have you ever seen We're the Millers? Yeah. The Sun. Oh, okay. Mm. That kind. Like, you just love him. You don't know why, no but you just love him. <laughs> Not one letter. But no, seriously. So that trip was just, like, awesome. Between the public nudity, the friends I made. Like, some of the people that I have met from that trip, I talked to them on, like, a weekly basis. And they were all complete strangers. I went to Jamaica to go meet somebody, my friend Alice, who I had never met before other than over the phone. Mm. So she so was the you only met her there. Yeah, she okay. was the only person I actually kind of knew. Other than that, I was going on vacation to another country during a global pandemic, completely by myself, and it was awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, till the last night, because the last night I got eaten alive by bugs, and was covered from head to toe in like these red blistery things. Oh, shit. That, I was on fire. I was legitimately. What kind on... of bug was it? They were poisonous fire ants. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> All Were over. they like in your Very bed fun. or something? No, I was on the beach. Oh shit! In the middle of a photo shoot. And that you started getting like eaten alive. Yeah, like <laughs> I would pose for a second and then I'd slap all over my body. And then I'd pose for Did a second. Did anyone else get fucked up by that? Oh yeah. Oh okay. So oh, wasn't I wasn't you. the only one, but of the pictures I saw of their bodies, I was the worst one. Because <laughs> some of them were like, "Oh, it looks like I have chicken pox." I was like, "I look like I was near a radiation like testing <laughs> yeah. field." That's what Jesus. I looked like. How long did it take to go away? A couple months. Gee, fuck. It took maybe until like the end of December, and it was in September that it happened. God. And there's still some marks. Well, it probably like scarred like well, tissue I didn't, mark. I, I itched the fuck out of them for like the first day. And then after that, I couldn't touch them. I tried my hardest because it was not a normal kind of like bite. Like this was, you know, like, like you, welts almost, yeah, you, right? well, I won't get into the gory details, but like, let's just say like, you can feel when the bug bites were changing because they yeah. didn't just stay on your skin. Yeah. Like, it's like crawling under your skin. No, it's, it, it's, I can't <laughs> even, I don't want to tell you because like it was, it was ungodly, Shit, especially when you have over a hundred of them on your body. It was ungodly. So yeah. I would not wish that on my own enemy, like, on my worst enemy. I should say, I don't have any enemies, at least not that I know of. But um, but so, if you do, as far as like, uh, <laughs> she's coming at you. Expose I'm, yourself. I'm whoever, yeah. Who is it? <laughs> I'm curious how all this stuff gets funded. Like, where's the money? Like, are they paying you to go off to these? Oh, I paid lands? to go, but you um, pay, and then I also learned that there's ways that you can actually help have your trip be paid for in a way like if you get like a code or whatever so if somebody uses my code they get a hundred dollars off of their trip and that actually goes towards helping fund my trip so it's oh, like a win-win okay. they get money taken mm -hmm. off their trip and then they're also helping to send me on the trip so, so as a model like uh where's your main source of income coming from then for me and modeling there really isn't one it's like a hit or miss for me because like i said i am freelance if i worked for an agency it would be different but if I did work for an agency, they'd take an overhaul, like overhead cost. Sorry. I was trying yeah, to say cost and overhaul or whatever. I, I have dyslexia of the mouth, so I'm sorry. Um, it's a thing. 
Um, I believe it. Well, you talk so fast <laughs> well, and have like ideas like all over the place. That so. and like I just like when I grew up, I had like a really deep Southern accent because I grew up mostly in the South. So sometimes I feel like it comes through. Like I think around like 20 years old, I finally stopped talking with one side of my mouth. Like I used to talk like this and I practiced so much in the mirror to not do that. Mm. And I I did it. <laughs> Congrats. Was so, that was like, now. Yeah, I know, but I have a crooked jaw because of it. So, yeah, work out the other side. Maybe choose like. Yeah, um, I'll just do like some like some type of mouth exercise. You can, oh mouth wait, presses. have you seen those? It's like oh um, jaws or sides. You can get it like, comes on a necklace, size. and then you just like it's like a big cushion. You like, like put a mouth it in your mouth, and you just chew on it. <laughs> Yeah, you know. It's literally, no. yeah. I'm fine. With, I'm fine with my crooked it's, jaw. The best part is like all the commercials for it, it's like these like buff, like good looking dudes and some like you know girls in like bikinis on a beach, and, and he's just, just gnawing on. <laughs> like this is the corniest shit I've ever seen. You would not catch me dead with that. Fucking... Sounds like a whole lot of no. For and then me. they had like some. I might go on. They had like I'm some sold. dude just for fun. They had a yeah. dude in the Your gym. Your teeth are perfectly straight. Like, lifting, trying to get strong. And he's like yeah. lifting weights and chewing it at the same time. Like, what the hell? Jesus. This is so stupid. That sells nothing. <laughs> All it does is like hold your saliva. Well, the whole thing was like you're gonna you're gonna build your jawline. Listen, if somebody goes and buys this off of this podcast, then you guys deserve payment. We want ambassador codes. I don't even know what the name of the company is, so good luck finding it. It's like the marketing employees talking shit about that. You hobos. Yeah, like yeah, you got these fucking hobo dudes talking about our products. It's okay, they're hobos. They can't afford it. Yeah. Yeah. True. You made a fucking mouth cushion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, we're getting a hate, hateful talk here. Uh, I don't think it's hateful. It's productive. It's fun. Yeah, yeah I mean, we are we're all fine. Good fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're fine. So, um, after that shoot, what, uh, I guess, what opportunities opened up that weren't necessarily things you could have done before? So, I mean, it probably could have happened, but, all like, right, I... guess, I, like, what things stood out as being, like holy shit, like, this is happening now. Yeah, so I just recently traveled with people who I had been following on social media for years. I always, like, observed what they were doing and whatnot, and now, like, I've worked with them three times. When I went to Jamaica, all I did, I shot with them the first night I got there. I was there for four hours. Showed up to the beach, and some girl walked up to me. She's like, you want to take a shot with me real quick? Like, a photo, not a shot. Yeah. Um, And, uh... I was just like, okay, sure. And then all of a sudden I walk over and it's the photographers that like, I was like in awe that were there. And I was just like, oh my God, like fangirling. But at the same time, I'm like, sexy, sexy. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was really hard to focus my mind. And like, we did it. We got awesome shots. And um, the next day I walked up to them in like a cabana and I was just like, Hi. I was like, I just wanted to come over and introduce myself because I hadn't met you guys yet because I just got here because everybody else was there for like the full week. I came <clears throat> midweek, so I oh, didn't okay. really like get the introductions like everybody else did. They had their own clicks going on, whatever, and everybody knew each other. So I just show up out of nowhere <laughs> and I just went up to him and was like, I just wanted to introduce myself because like I worked with you guys last mm. night. And I didn't even get to say hi. And it's like all I wanted to do. And um. 
I told him, I was like, even if you didn't really want to shoot me, like, I just wanted to meet you guys. And I was so sincere because, like, at that point, I was like, I'm just being honest. Like, I saw the people that they worked with and whatnot, and all the people they worked with have always been, like, beautiful and confident and blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, even in my career, like, this is at a point, this was only a couple months ago. Like, I've always been so confident and whatever, but these were people that, like, I really watched like you know it's one yeah. of those things you They're meet like your inspiration yeah you yeah. meet these people and you're just like wow like mm-hmm. I want to meet them someday Who are some of them um so their names are Mike and Christina they're known as like orangutan and I just recently traveled with them because they messaged me saying they were going on a trip and I was like okay like they were like we want people to come with us and shoot but we want people that we want to hang out with and this is me being like oh my heart like, I'm, so, I'm so happy and like i just i shot with them in jamaica and they were like we really want to work with you blah blah, blah. and like i said i was sitting there like i don't care if you guys don't want to shoot me i just wanted to meet you and like say hi like hug them whatever yeah. you know and uh i worked with them again on that trip and then shortly after i met them in New York City because they came up and traveled and it was the weekend of my birthday so I went to New York City instead to celebrate my birthday I worked I went and modeled and um, my legs were still healing but I was like I need money right now because while I was on my trip to Jamaica I also had money stolen out of my bank account and I was in Jamaica broke and I didn't know it someone in Jamaica stole it no while I was traveling so like from your purse or like hacked into your they account? hacked in oh, yeah so Jesus. i lost a bunch of money um while i was traveling my tooth broke so that was cool like it just popped Whoa. it was like see ya so um <laughs> yeah i had like five minutes in Is between it, my flights to like react replacement yet or like, oh not yet it's no. still in my mouth that was five months ago it's getting ripped out in three weeks hey, so i'm excited i'm excited and terrified i've never had like are you getting a replacement for it or no nah, that cap? thing just it just needs to come out Oh, okay. There's barely a tooth there. Like, they wanted to do a root canal when they saw it. And I was like, on what? Is it like a back molar or something? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no tooth to do a root canal on. Wow. Yeah. Just It's like putting happen? a sticker on it and being like, <laughs> take care. And charge you like. Yeah. And then time. I got to come back in six months or probably less because it's fucked again. <laughs> but like, back to the story though. Because um, Jamaica was like a mess, honestly. After <laughs> like. After it was a mess. The trip itself, amazing. I'm doing it again. And you're like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, I told so many people. I was like, I'm going back to Jamaica. And they're like, are you crazy? I'm like, yeah, a little bit. (laughs) 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 Of course I'm going to Jamaica. So um, these people are amazing. I consider them family. They are. Like every time when we were saying our goodbyes, they're like, you're family. We love you. I freaking love them. I talk to them all the time. I'm already planning my trip to go see them. Like, it's going to happen. Like, every time I talk about something, I want to reassure the fact that I will do it. (laughs) If I want to do it, it's going to happen. So, because my whole point was I was saving up money to go shoot with them in Miami plus other people. So, if I travel to Miami, I spend money, but then I get to make money going down there and working. But then they invited me on this trip, and I'm like, I'm going. I can go to Miami. Mm -hmm. And I'm already planning the trip to Miami. I've already reached out to a bunch of people to work with down there. At this point, I think my trip's pretty much booked with work. I just have to 
book a flight basically at this point i was actually looking at flights in miami today they're only like 80 bucks damn yeah i was like frontier and that's all i got i didn't see what airline that's literally all i have to pay for is the flight yeah (laughs) and the rental car google flights it shows you like the calendar and you'll just see what dates are like cheap but it was like two weeks from now like beginning of march let's go well mine will be like the end of april but yeah i'm still gonna go i think if you just do it like ahead of time oh yeah if i do it now it's probably like 20 bucks yeah (laughs) honestly which is so sick yeah you just fly to miami back in a day Mm -hmm. just like fuck it (laughs) so you said you were transitioning from um working as a healthcare worker to then trying to do modeling full-time uh when do you see that transition happening really soon okay and then like how are you gonna be able to like sustain yourself in that transition i guess i guess i pretty much just have to use the tools that i have given to me in order to even do that like i have a lot of pointers from my friend alice of course and i just need to be very avid about i'm traveling here if anybody wants to work with me these are my rates and just stick by that because if this is going to be my job obviously i can't do it for free um so is it like uh the photographer will pay you to do work so like when you're doing work as a model, I sorry, I'm just like out of this industry, so I don't get it. It's okay. It's <laughs> sorry, okay. but I, I just need some knowledge. Never seen someone get so Sorry, he, he's new here. <laughs> I'm new. I'm new guy. Hi, I'm, I'm new. <laughs> so there's lots of ins and outs to it. There is a lot of common knowledge that people should know, especially if they're going to be in this industry. And I can get into it with you because honestly, it is kind of boring, but it it makes sense. It really does. And I mean, I can explain it to you. Because it's a little bit of a chat, and it's not like really... now or later. I'll tell you later, because honestly, if people really want to know it, is killing me. <laughs> well, I mean, to get uh, into the modeling world, Kyle. I, mean, I know you, you got nicer hair than I do. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, Kyle has modeled before. Yeah. There you go. I'd be interested. Why not? <laughs> you can well, model and talk is to it them like, about oh, Bitcoin. At let the me same think. Time. Is it like um, if a company has like they sell clothing, so like the money that they get from selling the clothing they'll like reimburse you for for like your modeling clothing i haven't gotten that far oh god most companies don't usually sign me because most of my work is usually not clothed so like (laughs) it's hard it's hard to get somebody to give you free clothes when you're not wearing (laughs) any she's naked just holding like a shirt up next to her (laughs) it's like you like this shirt you like it (laughs) all right but you have a plan so yes i, I do guess we'll leave it at that <laughs> well for like i'll give you like a little brief of it because other people if they're listening to this be like tell us the secrets <laughs> but knowledge is power and i can't give everybody the power <laughs> she's too wise for y'all yeah <laughs> stay woke man. she put the work in you stay didn't woke. put the work what do you mean in. You stay woke i want a nap you should just you sell she's you should just sell one of those like outrageously overpriced courses online where you give them make <laughs> yeah. like, a and little then they bit sign on and they're like this shit was on google this entire time yeah. <laughs> i did all the work yeah <laughs> but one of the first basic common knowledge things in this industry is like if somebody reaches out to you it means they want to work with you if you're on the model end of it you work you message a photographer Normally, if you're sorting them out, you should be paying them for their work, their time. If a photographer reaches out to you, you pretty much play it as is. You tell them, oh, well, these are my rates. Mm. They agree to it. Cool. If they don't, bye. See you later. But honestly, if they want to say, well, 
I don't know if I can pay right now, but maybe we can do like a time for time. Like you give me your time, I give you your, like whatever. You just agree to like certain things. Mm. And I mean, that could necessarily be the same thing if a model reaches out too. So that's just kind of like the generic like knowledge that most people should have, but some people don't. It's just, I've learned that on my own that like if I reached out to a photographer, which I barely ever do, and that's not because I don't want to invest in them. It's like I almost don't want to waste their time because if they don't want to shoot with me to begin with, like mm, I'm not right. going to reach out and be like, hey, shoot with me. I'm not dying to jump in front of anybody's camera lens. But if they're willing to give me the opportunity, like then, yeah, if it's somebody like I really want to work with, I'm going to reach out and going to message them. But half the time, I don't even make it that far. Half the time, people are reaching out to me. And I'm like, hey. Mm. So sometimes it really gets like misconstrued with everybody. So, so it's kind of like uh, this value prop where people that have more influence, quote unquote, um, you're going to want to work or how's it work? Sorry, I'm being confused. <laughs> no, I get it, but I just can't numbers, letters, words. but like uh, someone who I guess has more followers, <laughs> more followers or ever is considered like more valued. So uh, me, who's a nobody in the modeling industry, but see this photographer with like thousands of followers i'd be like oh, i'll pay you if you put me on mm -hmm. kind of i mean thing. i don't even think it's so much the influence it's just you can look at somebody's page that has like 500 followers and they could have way better work than me mm. you know so i don't even think it has anything to do with the it's numbers quality. it's more or less the fan base cares about the numbers and sometimes yeah. i'm sure photographers and other models can care about it too like i'm one of those people that has that number but it's not my driving force like that number, like a lot of my followers talk to me. They actually have genuine mm -hmm. conversations with me and I respond back. I don't respond to the, hey, you're cute messages. I usually am just like, all right, delete, like whatever. Like it's I look in the mirror and I'm like, hey, you're cute. Like, <laughs> yeah, be like, I know. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, bye. Um, it's just more or less like, these people are real. Like I, yeah. I did pay for followers years ago. I tried it. It was a scam. I moved on from it. And then I was just like, you want to know what? If I'm going to have numbers, they're going to be real. Mm -hmm. And here I am with real numbers and they just keep on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I don't even understand how I'm just sitting here being like, okay. It's like a network effect. Yeah. Like I'll wake up like, and like, they'll be like, it's like exponential. Yeah. It's, it's at the yeah. cusp and then it just skyrockets. Well, especially yeah. like if you're shooting with more well-known photographers and they post you and, and that's tag basically you in it. it. It's like, oh, they're someone's just going to see that picture because they follow that account and click on the tag model. Yeah. Like, Ooh, I like this model. Not only that, follow. but I don't think real people, I don't think people actually know how hard I work, but they can't tell that from me being a model on Instagram. I legitimately right. will work like doing a photo shoot during the day and then I have to go in and clock in for an overnight from 5 p.m. to 9 a.m. the next day and then I have stuff to do during the day like whether it's designing clothes or even making stuff for my next upcoming shoot. Like there's so many things that I'm doing. I'm selling clothes online and all this other bullshit <laughs> that people don't know and by that time, I'm working up until the point that, oh, I got to go back to work and do another overnight. And then when my work shifts are done throughout the week, after I just did those work shifts, plus photo shoots, plus designing, plus selling clothes, all this stuff. I love it. The grind. Now, Hell yeah. I got three, four days off. Guess what I'm doing? Still fucking working. Yeah. I'm going and doing photo shoots, this and that. Like when I go to New York City, I think there was one day I had three photo shoots in a row. I did three photo shoots on my birthday. 
last year. Um, I did two photo shoots the day after my birthday, two photo shoots before, and I was only there for three days. <laughs> so what time did I really have to enjoy New York City? Uh, when I was unconscious, sleeping. Mm. So other than that, like, <laughs> I really am always working, and I don't think these people really get that is the reason why my fan base is following me is because they're seeing the hard work. They're seeing how much of my mind, how much of my time, how much of me I'm putting into my work. It could be a photo that, like the one I just posted with me, like naked and flowers on my boobs or whatever. And it's just like, you want to know how spurt of a moment that idea was? And I'm absolutely in love with that photo. And it wasn't even my idea. It was just like, holy shit, I love that photo. But I was also on set for a photo shoot for five hours. And that was the last fo- like set wow. we did. So like it took five hours of a shoot to get, to get that. that. Like we did other looks too, but we were on set for how many hours? Mm-hmm. You know? People are like, oh, it's the click of a button. That's it. Yeah, like, like we so did much. multiple yeah. other looks, like I said, but that was one of them. And that was at the end of the shoot. So you mm-hmm. could be on set for two hours and get amazing work or two hours and get like something that you're like, oh, whatever. Um, I never feel like that. Every time I see a photo, I'm like, I'll look at the camera lens. And like I said, this goes back to my horrible at showing emotions. I'm like, oh, it's nice. But inside, I'm like, fuck, yeah, I look amazing. That's awesome. But like, it's pretty okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's basically me. I'm just like, it's cool. It's cool. Sick, bro. But in real, yeah. So chill. And then like I get in my car and I'm all alone. And I'm just just like, "Ah." amped up. Because, like, it really is, like, a gratifying, like, situation. It has nothing to do with, like, the numbers or whatever. Like, we live in such an instant gratification, like, norm that, like, that doesn't even get me anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I got a thousand likes on a photo. Cool. Okay. Like, (laughs) a thousand people liked me. (laughs) I like me. (laughs) Damn. And that doesn't matter to anybody. (laughs) So whatever but it's one of those situations like you instantly see the work sometimes and you might get the work later on because people have to edit it whatever because photographers got to do their job too but at the end of the day like i freaking love doing it like i do whatever i want i truly Mm -hmm. do like some people they go on the shoot and they're like what do you want me to do whatever and like and they I get in front of the camera and like I'll ask that sometimes. It doesn't mean I'm not a professional. Like it's in just, case they had something. Yeah, sometimes in mind. I don't know what somebody wants from me. Like if they tell me to get down on all fours, there's a leather couch in the room when I show up, like I'm out. Like I'm gonna walk I don't care. I will walk right out. Like, the only time that, that I will Do I look like <laughs> <laughs> Do I look like one? Yes. But am I one? No. Um, do I want the money they make? Yes. <laughs> but uh the one time I should have walked out of a shoot was the time that I ended up getting that stalker. So that was the time I should have walked out, but we were also outside in the middle of nowhere, three hours away from my home Were you in a state was park. Was it just you and that person? Yeah, my friend and I and the photographer. So you both were modeling or your friend came My with friend you? came for safety and also I mentioned she was a model, so she was going to model with us. I packed a bunch of wardrobe because the guy said that we could shoot wardrobe. And then all he wanted to do was shoot us naked or in lingerie in less than 30 degree weather on top of a mountain next to Lake Ontario. Sounds fun. It was horrible. Was his work like worth? We were like his second photo shoot ever. Yikes. So it was bad. But like I said, a lot of really good things came out of unfortunately a shit situation so i'm thankful for the good things that it brought me Mm -hmm. 
but fuck him. Like not yeah. but not but fuck him <laughs> because like that sounds painful. I don't think anybody deserves to be butt fucked unless they want to be. But like, fuck him. <laughs> Just little tangent. That's my brain. So <laughs> in a nutshell, that that's your least favorite photographer that you've worked with. Who's your favorite photographer that you've worked with? Granted, I don't know if you want to put yourself, put anyone choose. on a spot. I can't just choose, but if I had to choose, it would be the guy that started my career. And that's the internet stranger that told me to model for him. Where's he's the he gatekeeper. From? He's from um, like Malta, New York, okay. which is out near Albany. Yeah. I He's my favorite because he's given me this career. He's mm. like, he gave you the push to like. Yeah, like he found me and then he shot me. He gave me the confidence. He pushed you hear me that? to do that. That's this. going down in the record. Listen, he knows. He found you. If anything, he's like, shut up. Stop giving me credit. It's all What's you now. Name? What's like, his name? Sean. Okay. Sean McCarthy. You heard that. There it is. No, because I I can't sit here and say I have a favorite, but he deserves to be told. He, he yeah. deserves that title because without him, none of these other people would have met me. So, like, he truly deserves that recognition, and he should be my favorite because he's still one of my best friends till this day. Like, when I go and hang out with him, I've gone and hung out with him. We didn't shoot nothing. We just hung out. Like, we sit and we chill. <laughs> like, we don't have to shoot. So weird. And Yeah, right? Like, it, it's what? just... Hang out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this concept you speak of post-COVID? Yeah, right? but truly and nobody can be mad at me for saying that i have so many photographers that i just like i love their work i love this person i love that i like all of them i like all of them except for that scumbag but i like all of them (laughs) so like he deserves the title because without him really i wouldn't have any other favorites (laughs) so all right rapid fire uh what's your favorite uh shoot that you've ever done and why Favorite shoot I ever or like done. favorite shoot slash look that you've had that you've done. I would have to say recently was one where I like completely draped this dress together, and the photographer had a necklace and these shoes that just matched already, and I put it together and like when I put the dress together, it was completely spurred of the moment. It was just fabric and then some bra thing I made, and my hair was all done up, and I was like. I looked in the mirror and I kid you not, I said to the photographer and his girlfriend, I said, I'm going to wear this dress to my wedding or my funeral. I said, one of those is going to (laughs) happen. (laughs) So like I, and I said it to myself right there in the middle of it. I was just like, I love this look. But like, it was one of those things that like, I remembered that I said that and it was like carried on with the dress so i think i actually like posted that with the dress but it was just such a cool look because it was so spurt of the moment like we didn't plan anything out and it turned out incredible see i feel like there's something to that like not the not forced thing mm-hmm. idea that happens that just comes out of like some i don't End know being a, the best epiphany yeah. thing well but- when you travel too, you have to pack stuff. Like I was traveling from New York City or from here to New York City. So when I went down there, what I had with me was what I was using to shoot. So it was one of those things. We didn't plan anything. I was just like, maybe I can make something out of this. And mm-hmm. I tried it at home and I was like, okay, it's not working out now, but I'll figure it out when I get down there possibly. So, and it worked out. 
<laughs> but like I said, when you get down there, if you don't have something, you got to go buy it. And I wasn't about to right. go spend more money. So I didn't even have time to shop. Do you make stuff too ever at shoots? Not during the shoots, no. but like okay. if I brought my machine, I probably could. <laughs> so like, yeah. <laughs> be like, hold on, let me just finish this really quick. Okay, done. <laughs> Just model while you're sewing. We'll we'll make it multitask. <laughs> See, somebody wanted to shoot me sewing once in like my underwear or whatever, and like I was like, sexy sewing. And I was like, okay, there is like a like sweatshop, you know, like I'm not trying to portray that image, whatever. Like it was a it was a yeah. like nice idea at the time, mm. and I don't hold it against the photographer because <laughs> the photographer that suggested it, I was like, dude, I love you, but we're not. That's not the no. look. That's <laughs> not the look. Just because legitimately. In the slave driving force behind all the closed doors in other countries and stuff, there is women working on a sewing machine in yeah. their underwear, and that's mm. not me. Yeah. They shouldn't be either, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> there is a thing called a sweatshop. Yeah. They are illegal, but I wasn't trying to, like, it's one of those things that, like, there's, like, a controversy yeah, behind it. It could so. be taken yeah. wrong by yeah. the. Definitely. Yeah, but I mean, shit, when we had Chloe on the show, we talked a lot about like shitty labor issues in other countries and oh yeah with the fashion industry and it's like i mean not that we didn't know about it but yeah we were shedding light on it there's it's like, a lot yeah i can definitely see someone being like i mean what are you trying to say with this <laughs> hell i'm sitting at home behind my sewing machine in a first world country and i'm like wow this sucks <laughs> yeah. so i can't even imagine being in a third world country getting paid a penny per like hour being like wow this sucks you know like if that and that's their life you know so i mean yeah, yeah. so we both got things to complain about yeah. <laughs> truly <laughs> like i said nobody's problems are more important or lesser than others we're both suffering so we are <laughs> you you work a lot but what do you do in your smallest of free times that you do get that like what what do you do what do you spend your time doing I usually go out, but not for, like, drinking, not for partying or anything. I just loved being around people. Socializing. Yeah. So, like, COVID, you know, kind of sucked because I was like, wow, I live alone. Because mm. it's like, I'm I'm really not popular in real life. Where do you I'm not popular live? on the internet, and I'm not popular in my own apartment, and I live alone. Like, come on. Like, where do you live right now? I have not, like, address, but, like, where in New York do you live? Blood type? Social security number? You want all that? Because, <laughs> I mean, people are giving it out like candy these days. Um, I live in Mohawk, New York, which is right next to Herkimer. So oh, I, didn't, okay. I didn't move too far. Got you. It was literally over the bridge. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's far enough. So, wait, did you drive from there to here today? Yeah. To come here? It's only an hour. Oh, okay. Only? <laughs> it's not that bad. Yes, it's an yeah. hour. Come on. That's like, that's like... That's closer than Rochester. Mm. Rochester's like so three hours from me. I'm just so used to being in Syracuse. Yeah, from, and... you, from us, it's like an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird. Because how are you guys an hour and then Rochester's an hour and a half? But whatever. We'll not, we're not going to get into it. Time, distance, concepts. What is time? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll be here for yeah, days. Yeah, do you want to get into that caveat? <laughs> nah. It is weird, though. Like, when you're out, like... He's like, you don't want to get into it, but I want to get okay, into I it. I love this. This is about me. <laughs> Let's just say that something like that has definitely gotten into a caveat in one of our episodes. If At it least, wasn't like, us, it's going to be someone else. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Time. Okay. <laughs> Time um, space. So, <laughs> Continuum. Uh, b besides modeling... <laughs> 
Do you have any other interests? Any just like weird, nuanced like things? Oh yeah, hobbies that you like doing. What's the weirdest thing that you're into? <laughs> <laughs> this is like. <laughs> Turn the you just put it all out there. Turn the cameras off. <laughs> So weird. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like I'm kidding. You can take that however you Cringy. want. I'm kidding. I mean, like my mind, my mind didn't. Oh. Even, yeah. My mind didn't go into it's the a gutter, prank, bro. Yeah. It's just a social experiment. Yeah. Guys. The weirdest thing that I do. God damn. I mean, I feel like I do so much weird things. Like, come on. I don't know, live? <laughs> it is weird. Living's fucking weird, bro. No. I just live like, sometimes. What are we doing? And, like, What's the point? <laughs> like, man, that's so weird, just like walking Like being dead is so much simpler. Store. You're just yeah. dead. Like if you're living, it's like so much, yeah. so much to think about. I, I do think know. that though, like, you know, you're at the grocery store just by yourself, just like reading the nutrition facts on something. You're like, damn, damn. I'm fucking weird as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to get back to you on that. Like, what's the weirdest thing I've done? We might have to put this in like a printed like Q&A. Because <laughs> well, re- you put like, me on the spot. Also, like, what's weird to you might not be weird to other people. Exactly. Like, your my weird could be your norm. You'll be like, dude, I do that for you like Friday yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you... Yeah. What's your Oh, where do you like to shop? <laughs> I don't like to shop actually. Okay. I actually hate shopping. You make everything? Well, it has nothing to do with me like liking to make everything. It's just like, wow, I'll be in the store and I'll be like, this is stupid. I don't want to be here. <laughs> like I love people, but like I don't like being in shopping places with people. Like I So what do you do for clothes? I mean, I shop online because then oh, okay. that way I don't have to worry about anything or anyone or whatever. So where's the, your most favorite place to get clothes online? Online. Probably the brand for Love and Lemons. Because I look at it in the sense of those are people that I would aspire to actually work with someday in, like, the design field. Mm-hmm. So I feel like most of my money is going to go into a company because I like them or because I actually would want to work with them. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of their pieces, and I love their stuff. And they're also, like, a small like business in a way well they turned into a bigger business but um they're out in california which hey you said la but Mm -hmm. in all honesty like it's just one of those things i want to buy their stuff because i like it so much and i could see myself making that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. that they designed or even being an asset to their team so for love and lemons reach out please yeah that'd be dope (laughs) please yeah (laughs) yeah you could be a signed model for them that too (laughs) Be like, oh, I'll make this dress and then I'll go model it down yeah. the hall real quick. <laughs> just saying. Oh, and you also have um, uh, like a. I, I was just looking at your social uh, with uh, like My a side security business. Number? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> trying to. Hack you already it. had it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that money you lost uh, when you were in Jamaica? <laughs> <laughs> right. Mother. I, I probably do it. Now she actually flips the table. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. The geeky computer nerds, that's me. Yeah. Talking about. All I know is whoever has my money, freaking lucky you. Like 2K mm-hmm. in his hand right now. Yeah. Young stimulus check. Right <laughs> yeah. <there. laughs> he got his stimulus check. <laughs> but what was I saying? Oh, like um, all, all the clothes. So with your social media, you have your main page with your modeling. Mm-hmm. And then what's the other thing that you're doing? Is like a brand? Like uh, you are. Is like you're making clothes and you're modeling in it. 
do, do you want to just like talk about that <laughs> i, I can't because like i'm trying to rebrand that page because i really don't know what i'm doing with it i wanted like another creative outlet other than just me in pretty pictures i mean like don't get me wrong i love my work they're more than just pretty pictures but like it's just i'm trying to figure out something to do with that because right now i don't know at first it was like showing off like the pictures i had taken and like trying to create like a color scheme out of them and then i got into like posting my design stuff but i want to turn it into something a little more elaborate a little more on my side so when people pull it up they can see how i've styled things and whatever whether it was for me or for other people or how i created things so like i could show like the process because i actually took some photos one day of like the process of me making this piece so i took it from shopping at the store to dyeing the fabrics to cutting mm. the fabrics and then from that point i just have the finished product and it's like holy shit like and then you model it do you sell it too a lot of the pieces that i make especially lately are like love projects so like i just made a skirt recently and the amount of time that it took for me to dye it cut it source it make it I was just like, you want to know why? I would never get rid of the mm. skirt. I would make it for somebody else mm. if I had mm. somebody on a team to sew it for me <laughs> yeah. and dye it for me. If I had like an actual you know, team, if I could invest in having somebody like that, then yeah, I would remake that skirt. Would I sell it for a lot of money? Yeah, because it, it took a lot of money for me to make it. It's going to take a lot of money to remake it. Mm -hmm. So it mm -hmm. just comes down to that. So I could see me as a designer being somebody who would design more of luxury clothing and that's kind of like a vague word but i'm saying in the sense of a lot of time love and labor would go into manufacturing like the clothes yeah and of those products they're going to be made to last and they're mm. going to be beautiful so whether i'm making men's clothes cool. or women's clothes they're going to be i feel like lasting that's a there's always like that dichotomy it's either like you're going like fast fashion i'm making cheap stuff that people like mm -hmm. that i can just replicate super quickly mm -hmm. and yeah. sell at a low price or the flip side it's more exclusive there's way more time and thought behind it and it's it's gonna the value is higher so therefore you only have to make x amount to really exactly like make it worth it for you like let's say i had to make 10 of those skirts once they're gone they're gone and that right. kind of drives more people to be like, oh, if I don't buy like, one. Shit, I missed out. Hmm. Yeah. FOMO. But that has nothing to do with like trying to like kind of coerce them into buying it. It's just like if you want it, you better get it because you're not going right. to get it again. So. Which leaves you with the ability to kind of um, have more creative freedom because you're not like, I have to make 300 of these stupid shirts that at this, at this point I fucking don't even care about. Yeah. Where it's like, I would probably like, fake my own death at that point. I'd be <laughs> like, sorry, I couldn't finish the project. She, she died. Just disappear. But really, <laughs> I'm on like name. a remote island being like, fuck those skirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I mean, like with any idea, once you've done it a certain amount of time, it's like, all right, I'm sick of this idea. Yeah. On to the next. That was me recently with making my hoodies. Like, once I realized that I was going to be making these hoodies, which is... Was that a separate account? Something totally different? Or was it was just one? me launching the fact that I was making hoodies. Like, oh, I okay. had I had never offered that to people in my entire career of designing, modeling, whatever, an actual product coming straight from me. Mm -hmm. So when I did it, it took off faster than I thought it was going to be because people never, like, actually had my designs going straight to them. Like, because I was buying hoodies completely deconstructing them 
then like and then making the pieces to apply to the hoodies putting the hoodies back together mm-hmm. and then carrying out shipping them and stuff and whatnot so i just a lot of things that go into this like people don't realize that designing and whatnot you have to source that's a huge part of it you have to find the things that you need to work with that you like whether it's materials whether it's a garment whatever you have to source that shit and that takes a long that takes the longest time Mm -hmm. and the most amount of brain power other than actually manufacturing it and then of course you got to do you know the setup let's say it's something that would shrink after you wash it you got to wash it first don't fucking start working on something before you want (laughs) like otherwise this person's gonna get it and be like uh you screwed me over Mm -hmm. so i always make sure that i check in on that stuff then you make it and then you sell it so there's a lot to it and i mean it does get excessive but i can't necessarily say that i get bored of it because i love it it's just i don't love it after the 12th time but at the end of the day i still Mm -hmm. love it and the money coming in is good because that was actually the first time that I was actually making money off of my designing other than people buying like singular products from me or renting my wardrobe to shoot in. Mm-hmm. So truly, that was the first time I accumulated revenue off of my designs, especially the fact that it was multiple of the same designs being manufactured and it was just me behind a sewing machine. <laughs> and a lot of people don't realize how much love went into those hoodies. So that's mm-hmm. why it was the price it was. And I even threw in like free matching masks with some of the hoodies. Like I didn't tell people that I was doing that, but like I did. Hmm. Well, it sounds like you really enjoy the designing process of it. Uh, Is that true or false? Is that fair? I Um, don't necessarily see me being somebody that would want to be a manufacturer in the industry of fashion design. So the ideas, the the idea process. The ideas, I would still like to make stuff. I would like to be a part of that. So like, let's say I had a team that was making my stuff. You best believe if I was in the industry where I had the time to go hop in on a machine and work alongside my workers, I'm going to do it. Mm. Like, I can't tell you that I want it because I totally would. If I had the time to do that, 100%, I wouldn't just be like, okay, go make this for me. I mean, I understand everybody gets busy, but I'd be like, okay, if I had an assistant, if I get to that point where I have an assistant or let's say when I get to that point, when I have an assistant, not if, because we got to speak it into the mm. existence. Manifest. Yes. When I have an assistant, I'll be like, okay, take over the office. I'm going to go work downstairs for an hour on the machines. Like, I just, I would miss it too much if I didn't actually make stuff. Because that's another part of the gratification is how much time, how much love and effort you're putting into making this piece. Because all my pieces, every time I make something new, I'm like, wow, this is my favorite thing. (laughs) And then I make something the next week and I was like, you're trash. This is my new favorite thing. (laughs) Well, given that you like the design process, is there a way that you can sell your designs and just do that as like uh, a side gig? Um, instead of like going through the whole entire process i don't know because i haven't necessarily dabbled into that aspect of it um if there's something out there if it comes well no that'd be a freelance gig someone else's work yeah yeah. Hmm. It, it would be like something that i would really have to like look into somebody would have to show it to me or even present the idea or option to me for me to really like consider or even get into it you know what i mean yeah and I haven't been dealt that because I live in Herkimer, New York, where the population is whoever lives in this Zero. building. Yeah. <laughs> so, 30 people. Yeah. But when you get down to New York City, your mind's going to be blown. And your worldview is going to expand too. So I've always had this driving force. like, And a lot of people say, oh, it's New York City. like It draws you to it or whatever. I know for a fact that the amount of 
time, work, effort, ambition that I have put into mm. my life up here in such a small area and having the amount of stress that I still have. Moving to a place like that and using the same tactics that I have up here, the right people are going to see it. I'm going to meet the right people. Mm. Somebody is going to want to put an investment in me, whether it's an opportunity, whether it's money, does not matter. I know for a fact that there's more for me out there and New York City is just going to be the start. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I I feel it in my bones that something is going to happen when I leave because I know that my life can't begin until I'm where I want to be. Because that was like a lot of the driving force with many aspects of my life growing up. Like, I didn't really get into like any relationships. I didn't want to date anybody because I'm like, I'm not where I want to be. So why would I start a relationship, move away and have to deal with the breakup or a long distance thing or have them follow me when it's not their dream? Like I would never do that to someone else. So I'm not going to do it. I'd rather be alone and be happy or be with someone else who is trying to find their happiness through me. Or on the same journey of like yeah. entrepreneurship. Like if somebody was going to come with me because their journey is similar to mine and they can aspire from mine or even like find the same things, then yes, mm-hmm. in a perfect world that could happen. But that's not the case. All I got to do is really like go do where you. yeah, go where I want to go and then figure it out from there. Because I never wanted to take somebody along to with the journey like ever. Mm-hmm. It was just more or less, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But somebody shouldn't be following me because I'm following my dreams. That's not cool. Like, they have a life to live, too. So mm-hmm. that's something that, like, I definitely ill-prioritized. It was, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, the high 50 and ups on my list. Like, I was just like, it's not going to happen. I don't care for it. And I think that's part of the reason why is the law of attraction. I didn't want it. I didn't allow it to come to me because I wasn't ready for it. And I knew I didn't need it. Mm. Like, trust me, I've tried. But then I realized I was like, wait a second. I don't need this. And I also don't want this, especially not here or right now. So mm. moving on. So as far as... Bye. We're just going to be talking about my career and modeling. No. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, as far Only as like, about <laughs> <laughs> he walks in, he's like, okay, oh. we're talking about falafel. <laughs> falafel. Um, yeah. So as far as like what you're talking about with goal setting, like what are your dreams, aspirations, goals moving forward? I feel like that's the hardest question for people to ask me because I feel like my answer is always going to be vague as hell. Because I truly am just trying to chase happiness. Like, I am such an easy person to please to a point. Because I'm not going to say that any job that I get anywhere in the world is going to make me happy. If you put me in a cubicle, you best believe that I'm going to try to find some way to enjoy that. But I'm still not going to be happy. It's more just... Have you tried it then? A cubicle? Yeah, like a desk job. Oh, hell no. I'm too... like You you haven't even tried it. (laughs) No, because like it's in the sense of like, one... There's no cubicle jobs where I live, (laughs) like we're that kind of town. But also, like, I don't know what I would be doing. Like I like I said, I love my job that I have right now. I'm helping people. If anything, I have some weird helping 
people complex going on, you know, because mm. I help my family. So you're used I'm to, yeah. I'm now helping myself. I still help others with things, even though, like, they don't even ask. <laughs> like, sometimes I help people who don't want it. And even times, like, I help people who didn't want it, but they take my help. Like, and that's just one of those things. You just, it's a cycle. And I don't think it's a bad cycle to have, truly. Mm. I mean, as long as it's not taking anything away from me. Because like I said, it's part of that controlling process. Like, I can only control what I do for them. And I can't control how they take what I give them. At that point, what I give them, they have to take it and use it. If they don't, that's not my problem. It's not my Mm -hmm. fault. Did what I could. I move on. And that's all I really can do. Because I don't expect people to, like, truly be like, oh, thanks, Alexis. And then really go out in the world and use what I gave them. Like, that's kind of like a false expectation. And I don't think it's right to have it. You can only give without the expectation. And I think that it's healthy to give people things. If And if they don't use it, that's fine. As long as there's no dependency or something there. And if it doesn't take away from me, then I'm fine. Like, if I give somebody too much and I see it, like, really deteriorating, like, parts of my value or me, then I know it's not right for me. Because in recent time, that has happened. I gave way too much to somebody who I realized afterwards was a good person, but not a good person to me. And that kind of deteriorated a lot of like my self-worth. And I was like, why am I doing this for this person when they honestly are showing that they don't care? Because they could say whatever they wanted, but at the end of the day, their actions completely like rebounded off of what they were doing. And that wasn't fair to me, and I didn't realize it until it took a little bit too much from me but like i said i moved on that situation kind of took a little bit longer of a time to process and move on than i usually this need this was a past like boyfriend relationship no. or it was it was a friendship but in the end like there was a lot of like mixed signals whatever and it turned out that like feelings were involved on both ends but in a way Like, the mistreatment throughout the relationship, friendship, and apparently having feelings, I'm like, at the end of it, especially, like, the last straw of it all, I was like, this is not how you treat somebody you apparently like, or a friend. Hmm. So, it was kind of two different situations coming from one person. So, it's one of those things, like, again... You can give as long as it doesn't take from you. And that situation, unfortunately, did take from me. But I learned from it. Yeah. And I use it now to be like, if anything, that kind of really built me up. you have to up. keep growing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It if built me up to realize that... I was like, I'm never letting that happen again. Because truly, that didn't happen to me before. Welcome back. So, honestly. So modeling. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Honestly, I use that as like a huge learning experience for me. Because it had never happened to me or occurred to me before that. People could act like that and just take, 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 take with no give and then really just kind of shit on you and like leave you hanging. So yeah. I, I just removed myself from the situation. And then is that even a friend at that point, right? Um, I pretty much left our friendship as is, as it was, it just became nothing. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they figured it out. Pretty mm. sure. But <laughs> in the end, like... It's whatever. Like, I didn't need to say anything anymore. I was like, this friendship yeah. isn't even worth trying anymore. And this person could say, come back and say sorry. But in the end, a word is not going to fix anything. You can say sorry, 
and mean it or not, it doesn't matter to me. Like you're no longer in my life. You don't deserve that. Mm -hmm. So you move on. And it's just one of those things. Like as you go on, you realize moving on is growth. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't want to, even if you still Mm -hmm. care about that person, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I feel like relationships kind of ending in one way or the other that that like kind of that like feeling of loss is like a a super like growth moment yeah because you have to like deal with that like whatever in the moment feelings Mm -hmm. there are yeah because as as i was explaining to him like i mean that was a really important situation to learn from because it had never happened to me before Mm. so that, but that shit's going to happen a lot, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm young. I'm sure it'll happen more. But mm-hmm. the problem now is that if it happens again, I should not allow it to get to the extent that it did with that person. You gotcha. can pick up on yeah. the cues. Yeah. Easier. yeah. I'll just be like, oh, no, you're another yeah. one of him. Bye. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Well, see, see yeah, that you learn from, like, one person's patterns or whatever that lead to X, X Y, or Z. And then you can be like, oh, I'm seeing the same patterns in this person. Mm-hmm. It might end the same way. So. Yeah, because there was a lot of toxicity to it. And, I mean, like, I've had some toxic relationships. And there's been times where I admittedly have been the toxic person. But sometimes you just have to admit your faults. And you have to change those faults or at least recognize them when they're happening and go on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and we kind of delved off a little bit and you said you're having trouble kind of answering this question but like your ambitions what's the weird shit you're with, <laughs> with, with modeling yeah. um, but like uh, just future so goals, sometimes future you know I take plans. this thing and I <laughs> do you not plan at all you just kind of go with the flow with um, shoots or just, just with... In, in general just like do you, yeah do you, do you I plan? do what's your I do plan a lot but I'm not a control freak at all um my coworker tells me this a lot he says for somebody because he knows a lot of my like cards he's like the grandfather that another grandfather that i didn't have um just more or less like he tells me that he sees me get dealt all these cards and sometimes you don't realize what you have until somebody else pointed it out to mm-hmm. you like from their perspective because then when other people talk about like what i've done i'm like wow I really am proud of myself and I got to remind myself that every now and then because like even the little things I'm like wow other people look at me and they're like that's incredible and sometimes I don't appreciate that enough but then again it's my life and like I should be appreciating that and there's nothing wrong with like kind of you know straying away for a little bit and coming back but he always says that like with the bad cards that keep coming my way and then I'm dealt and all that stuff like he's like you're somebody that just moves on and accepts the fact that this didn't happen but something else can and like you just keep going and you don't let these things get you down and i'm like you're damn right because like i've practiced that like you can only really use these tactics or actually keep on doing these things to help you from getting hurt further if you're continuing to practice that exact type of feeling or action or mindset if you're not practicing it then what are you doing with it it's true so as far as practice goes with mindset building um do you have any resources that you look towards like people that you listen to or podcasts that help like formulate the mindset you have or is this all just like natural that have just been built up over your years of living i mean i don't want to sound like conceited or cocky or Mm -hmm. anything but like I went through a lot of years without 
a therapist. I should have got one, but I didn't. Um, a lot of times it was just self-assessment to really sit down with myself and just be like checking on myself, be like, are you okay? Like just really feeling my emotions, which I didn't do until a recent, like I think 2019 or so, like I really started to act like a human again because I almost hid my emotions because I thought they were like a weakness. Like I can't show I'm sad. I need to be a strong woman. I can't be this. I need to be this. And it really kind of took away the like parts of my humanity because when it occurred to me that like something kind of triggered this in me and like it was years upon years ago that like something happened to me that made me repress my feelings because I was like, I can't expose myself for this and I can't let myself become this person. I need to be strong because if I am not strong, then the people that have hurt me in my past win and I need to be better than them because they obviously did the things they did to me to become stronger themselves because they were doing bad things to somebody, but they were trying to feel better about themselves. They were, and this comes back to yeah. like self-respect and self-esteem and, confidence and all that stuff because I didn't have it for years and it was a very significant event if not multiple events and it really brings me back because I don't think about this often because it's up in my head but um, a lot of people know my stories and they've learned from it I've learned from it but in the end they're stories they're all written and I've learned from it because throughout the years like I said without having therapist. I just was checking in on myself, even though many of those years I didn't even like myself, but I still had to make sure I was okay. Because I've never once sat down and said, do I want this life? Do I not want to be here? I've never done that because I have loved my life every moment, even in the bad times, because the bad times taught me a lot. They taught me to respect myself. They taught me to be deserving of the opportunities and the life that I've been given but also that I've given myself and repressing those feelings really did make me feel like I wasn't being who I fully was capable of being I need to be sad I need to be angry I need to be happy I need to be joyful because if I don't feel all of those emotions then am I even really being true to myself mm -hmm. because I feel like everybody should feel their emotions when they're happening cater to what needs to be fixed, what needs to be nurtured, but also remember that you have to keep moving. If you don't keep moving forward, but also nurture what's important at that time. If I'm hurting, if I'm in pain, if I'm mentally not okay, I need to recognize that for what it is. I need to treat it like it's a sickness. I need to give it medicine. I need to give it rest. I need to nurture it. And then I also need to remember that these things are waiting for me. I can't pause those because of this happening right here. I have to keep moving. And when all these bad things happened that caused me to remember that I need to be a full capable of working human being, I need to allow my mind to work, I need my body to match my emotions, I realized that I was becoming more of myself. I was growing and I didn't allow myself to grow until way too late in my life already. So I was just like, this is just another piece to the puzzle that I was missing. And I was so happy that I get it. And I got it when I did. Um, it was just unfortunate that bad things happened that caused me to realize this. But that's okay, because you have the mindset to learn and grow from yeah. it. Yeah, 
And I mean, I really did help myself through so much struggles because there was a lot of times of just sitting in my room, not writing anything down, nothing, just being there for myself and like being my biggest cheerleader, just being like, we're going to get through this. We're okay. People that hurt us don't deserve our time, our energy, our thoughts because they're not going to win in this. Mm. I'm going to mm. because I'm going to be a much better person than them. I don't need to hurt other people to get where I want to be. You know, is this a journaling thing or is it a self-talk? Like what's the method you use to kind of check in with yourself? Honestly, I don't think there is a method to it. It's just like kind of being present in the moment, remembering the past, but not forgetting that there's still a future to be made. Mm-hmm. So I think that's always the reminder. And that the was, last question. Wait, before we get there. Uh, I'm a philosopher. Okay. Question, yes. <laughs> so we are we are Why at, is there like some like that we end with a we end with like a a deep question. Okay. So we are we're at like two hours and six minutes. So. Jesus Christ! Sorry. I, no, no. No, we've, I meant like I, I meant hours. sorry for like using Jesus's name. Oh. I'm not a religious person, but I know it matters to other people. I, you know, I say that to myself that all shit. the time. I'm literally like, I'm like Jesus, and I say it a couple times. I'm like, I don't even subscribe to that shit, and I'm like still using guilty. it. I'm still using I know. it. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to be a considerate human being, but yeah. at the same time, we've been swearing this entire podcast, so I'm sure yeah. people have you know deterred from this path. Um. So before before we get to this last question, I just wanted to ask one one thing about I feel like there's a secret and I don't know it about modeling. <laughs> <laughs> just just for anyone or even designing, just like anyone who's interested in getting into either one of those things, like do you have like any just quick advice that you could give to anyone who's considering to go down either one of those paths, but they're just like. I'm not good enough to do this, X, Y, and Z. I mean, I feel like I said a lot. So if they made it this far, hopefully they learned something from me. But I truly just think that if they want to get into either of those fields, they really have to know what they're getting into because it is an industry that I've seen a lot of cruelty, but I've also seen a lot of happiness too. Mm -hmm. And they have to remember that there's a dark side and there's a brighter side to every situation. Um, You have to put the work in because at the end of the day, you are the product that you are selling. Whether you're the one making the clothes, whether you're manufacturing cars, whether you're the photographer or whether you are the model in front of the lens, you are always the product that you're selling. You want people to invest in you. You want people to believe in you. So if you believe in yourself, other people will see that and they will believe in you. The only problem is like you got to start from home. You're the home base. If you're not happy in your own home, then how do you expect other people to find that you're going to bring them happiness? You're going to be a good product to sell to the world. Because at the end of the day, Mm. it's your life. You're living it. But you got to be happy with yourself. And if you're not, how do you expect to get the things you want? I think that's that's super important. Even the way that you phrase it as in you are the product that you're selling. And I think that's the hard truth that we have to come to terms with. Mm -hmm. As anyone who's delving down the path of personal branding, you are the product. Mm -hmm. It should be seen as that way. Because... Even though it sounds bad at first, I think it's actually a healthier way to look at it. Yeah, and like so it's hypothetical, get... but it also is pretty serious. Yeah. Like yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you're not. Yeah, like you you're selling yourself as like what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. Right. You're the it's value. value you're the yeah. value. You're not selling a well. I guess in your case, if you're selling, if you're making a, a garment, then you are selling a product. Yeah. But like, if you're modeling, you're selling 
yourself as the value. To exactly. And if you're capable of doing more things, I mean, honestly, that's just going to make your worth increase. Right. But looking at it that way, that's a good point, too, is like the more skills and talents you have and the more your mindset is being built and developed, the better your quote unquote product becomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what you're talking about. Like invest in yourself so you can grow. So then you have more value prop to give back to the world kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. See, you guys got it. Yeah. It's, it's not that hard. No. No. This is just unfortunately well, shit you can't write in a textbook. Yeah, you can't learn yeah, from a textbook you're not gonna, either. You're going to gonna learn this in any classroom, Yeah, which I feel like that's a big benefit for anyone who listens to this podcast because this is like a, a recurring theme with a lot of entrepreneurs is like, unfortunately, a lot of people want to be- Your dreams don't entre- work unless you do. Yeah. And I, mm. I always like to say that like- even like if you don't like love yourself, you can't really fully love someone else in a relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. So like you got to get yourself right and whatever that means, whether it's your skills or your mental state, whatever the fuck it is, before Finance you can like, resources. yeah, yes. before blah, you blah, can blah. get your Network. shit together. And even if your shit's not together when you're close, you're, you you right. made it that far. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's yeah, cool. that really good. Um, yeah. So. Before we get to the last question, we end this podcast. <laughs> I know like I'm really teasing this. Oh, one, one more. Uh, Just throw me in the deep end. Is there any? <laughs> is there anything else that you wanted to share with the world while you're on here? I mean, I'm sure this isn't the last podcast you'll ever be on, but yeah. I mean, I've done a couple, but I hope they don't end because I like doing them. Um, is there any curiosity from either of you about the person that I am, social media, or even in real mm-hmm. life? That's a good question. Curiosity as answer in like it. What? <laughs> Just like if there's like some type of like oh. thought that crosses your um, mind when you think of Alexis Reed. That's I'm I'm gonna frame that back to you. In in one word, what would you describe yourself as? Or a phrase. <laughs> a phrase would be better. I call myself the laziest, ambitious person I know. <laughs> That's a great one. Because I give myself breaks when I need them, whether it's mental, whether it's physical, or mm-hmm. whether it's just a life break from certain tasks things that I need to do but at the end of the day when it's time to work I work my ass off and I don't stop until again back to the lazy part when I need to Mm. but seriously like I really am the laziest ambitious person (laughs) and I probably will put that somewhere in the dictionary or I don't forget canvas somewhere in a hobby lobby I don't know. Can, like, yeah, you should start making those tacky, like, basic white girl signs. But, oh, like, yeah, like the stickers that go on your wall. Live, laugh, love. Yeah. You need a sign to remind yourself to live. <laughs> 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 laugh and love? Jesus. Uh, well, some people do. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, not, they're, they're not our target audience. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe they are. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I, I guess hope this helps you. Curiosity. Uh, I guess the only thing I could be curious about is because i've talked to multiple people who've kind of been in the same field is how did your family react to like you doing nude photography well considering my dad's trusting and has seen some of my work but not all my work luckily he's still alive has not had a heart attack and he will <laughs> not see further of my work is thank he on God. social media like Instagram and stuff. When my dad made an Instagram, I had to oh block boy. him because I was like, I can't let my father see this. <laughs> um, my mom loves it. She'll like comment on my freaking ass shots and all that stuff. She's, like, She's funny. Fire! She's funny. I feel bad for my brother 
my older brother because like people he did that yolo thing on snapchat whatever the hell it is like people say like anonymous whatever and like this always sticks in my mind because part of me is like i laugh and then i'm like oh <laughs> but like somebody said to my brother on this anonymous like input thing he goes why is your sister so hot and you're so ugly and oh. i'm like I was like, without the beard, we look alike, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, we just have different noses because he broke his, like, five times during our childhood. So, like, honestly, we look like twins. So, I'm like, you just call my brother hot. <laughs> and ugly at the same time. What yeah. The fuck? But sometimes, what I, is it? <laughs> sometimes I'm like, you ugly motherfucker in the mirror. And so, other times I'm like, okay, we look good today, you know? Like, <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, whatever. But my family's very accepting of it. If anything, I try to be, like that beacon of hope for them that like you can just take on the world and take whatever you want from it give the world back what you don't want take what you need take what you want and if it's not there create it mm -hmm. and i try to be like their role model i'm not the oldest sibling but i just try to like prove that and make it like really a sound way of living i'm trying to find my happiness i'm trying to build a future for myself i'm just trying to create a life that i'm going to be happy with mm -hmm. down the end of the road when i look back and say did I do, do everything I wanted to do or at least what I could do? Because um, I think I just had this conversation with somebody recently um, about it. Because my brother was talking to my family and he was like, Alexis can have honestly whatever she wants. Like she does get whatever she wants because she makes it happen. If she wants a kid someday, she'll have a kid, whether it's with a guy or on her own. But she'll have one if she wants one. And he's like, if she wants to have a relationship or get married, she will if she wants it. And, like, it just kind of, like, hit me in the heart a little bit, like, in a good and bad way. Because, like, I've seen his life and we've shared a lot of memories. We've shared a lot of our life mm -hmm. in turmoil. And for him to say that, but also for him to recognize what I've done with everything that we've both been dealt. Because we've got the worst end of it. We're the two oldest siblings. Mm -hmm. We've seen all of it down from, like, the start to what's still reoccurring and like, we can't control our family. That's the biggest thing. And um, to hear him say that, I know if anybody's the most proud of me, and I don't say this to like belittle any of my family or whatever, like he was the first best friend I ever had. Moving around, I didn't get to have friends like ever, right. ever. I, I didn't become close with anybody. If anything, I was a jerk child. I was such a mean kid. And like, I'm so grateful that I didn't like bring that into my, you know, adulthood, but I was such a mean kid and my brother and I, we used to beat the crap out of each other. But in the end of it, like, I know my parents are proud of me no matter what, but my older brother, like he was my first friend ever. And he will always be like the one who's just always like telling me it doesn't matter what you want to do or whether it's going to affect me or whatever, go do it. Like, mm -hmm. just do it. I'm going to be happy support, for you, yeah. whatever you want. That's awesome. And Freedom like, to be you. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, and it's not to, like, shag on any of, like, my other family members. I know that they all believe in me and trust me and want to see me do well. I want the same thing for them, and I'm sure they want the same things for themselves because um, they've seen me and how I take on the world. So I hope that at least some of that is Inspires becoming, them, yeah, that. becoming learned yeah. behavior for them. So I truly think that's that... That's the best way to teach yeah people too just by doing mm -hmm. you like being a role model mm -hmm. make people see things in a way they never saw it before like, yeah oh, fuck. i mean like i come from a really recluse backstory family tragic stories but at the end of it my family sees what i took from it 
and turned it around and made out of it. Because yeah. mm. I could be a sad little piece of shit right now. <laughs> Trust me. I could be, but I'm not. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, well. Hell yeah. That was, wow, that was, that was really You're an amazing human being. Um, all right, so now with a now, full bladder. Now, now for the, <laughs> yeah, the now for the suspenseful very last question. Suspense. Bring Callie, it on. Do you want to you wanna deliver since you uh, got so excited? Earlier? What social media accounts do you have? <laughs> Where can we find you on the interweb? Is That's this really it. the no. deep question? No, no. I was about to but, say but, you. Let, let's answer that one first before we go into the deep one. Well, right now, if you want to find me on anything, I am. Strictly on Instagram right now at Lexi Luther. There's underscores between each. What do they call thing? Each syllable. Word. <laughs> yeah, we'll Name. put it. We'll put it in the description. Yeah. Okay. But I will be attaching some links soon to that account where you can further find me. So mm. everything right. that they need will be on there. <laughs> cool. Uh, so the last question is: What does it mean to be human? Hmm. Honestly, remembering that you're not the only one, that other people feel the way you feel, other people want other things that you want. And I think the best comparison to this is every time I talk to people about New York City, they're like, it's scary, be careful, people are dangerous. And I'm like, everyone is down there for a reason. The same way we're all around here for every reason, doing everything. Everybody's just trying to make it by. Everybody's just trying to live. Sometimes the people that are mugging, that are gunning down somebody. I'm not saying that them doing that is validated. It's not. But those people have become so desperate that they are threatening another human life, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, it's putting other people at risk. But it comes a point in time where, like I said, I've been dealt bad cards. I use them as a driving force. Mm -hmm. Other people, it just drives them further into the darkness. And I think that us as humans, depending on how we elaborate on our feelings, on our goals, what we want, our human compassion, consideration, the amount of love that we have, all of these are factors that some people don't take into account. And that's what causes them to do things. That causes them to be mentally unstable. Some people can't control that. But at the end of the day, we're all the same. Like you have the same stuff inside you as I do. Unless, like, you know, you got your appendix removed. I still got mine. But, like, it's just more or less, like... We're very different people, I guess. We are all the same. I'm Asian. We all, yeah. (laughs) We all feel the same damn things, you know? Unless you have some type of paralysis and you can't feel your legs, then, you know, sorry. But, um, honestly, I mean, sorry to go down that road. I'm just trying to, you know, be logical. Um, Like, I am one of those people that, when I was growing up, I didn't experience a lot of things like this day and age, like we are dealing with a lot of reoccurring racism. I, when I was younger, wasn't exposed to a lot of any of that. I grew up down south. Um, And honestly, like in my like early, early years, (laughs) and my brother and I were two of the only white kids in school. My brother went on a field trip to a farm with all his classmates to go pick cotton. And this was in the early 2000s. Whoa. And my parents didn't know that he went on this trip for that reason. They said they were going to a farm. Whatever. I was young. I was a lot younger than my brother. So you didn't understand, like... Yeah. But you want to know what? That's the problem, is people are allowing to have this happen. 
But I never grew up looking at people differently because they look different than me, whatever. I never saw color. And this isn't because, you know, I'm a white female. It's because I feel like everybody that I grew up with was relatable. Everybody was the same as me. Like, everybody... They're human. Did, yeah, everybody did similar things to me. We all liked the same things. Some people like different things to me. Either way, I never saw it as that. Some of my best friends are from different countries. And I don't look at them as, oh, they're Venezuelan. Oh, they're Vietnamese. I'm right. like, those are my best freaking friends. Like, this is her name. This is his name, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I never looked at it as, this is where they're from. This is who they are. This is their family. This is their culture. I'm like, oh, no, that's my best friend. And I've See always, yeah, I've just been at point blank. I recognize that there's a problem if somebody points out that shit and they think it's relevant when it's not. Like, in a way, it is. But not to their character, not to who they are. Right. It's just yeah. that's part of who they are. Where I've come from, what I've done, what I've, what I've experienced, that's part of me. Same as them. So it's just one of those things. To be human is to recognize that we truly are all the same. The only thing that's different about us is what we do with our minds. Like, our mind is in complete control to us. You have a digestive tract just like me. It does the same thing as me. Girls poop. Sorry to, you know. Dylan would <laughs> make <it> differ. <laughs> I literally- Sorry to let the secrets out, but it's true. We poop. King Jong-un does not poop, but we do. So, honestly, it's just a fact. We are all human. And I just, I never have really had to practice that it's just it comes naturally to me and i hope that (laughs) that too (laughs) that too but yes um i just think that it really is important that i remember it and i become somebody who avidly practices that and shows that to other people because people already look to me enough but i know that the further i go more people are going to look at me more people are going to look to me and if they see what i believe in they're going to be like okay, well, she's the same as me. They're going to meet me and be like, wow, she's a normal person, blah, 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 blah. And then I become some type of like beacon for them the same way I was for my family. Mm -hmm. And they can learn a lot from me because honestly, yes, the knowledge is power and I have a lot of it and I have a lot of unspoken knowledge. And I truly think that my beliefs and me talking about what I believe and putting a stern foot down and really like, uh, how they would say, like, preach to the choir. Like, if you're believing what you're talking about, more people are going to want to listen. So sometimes I feel like when I do open my mouth, people are going to listen. I don't want to hear myself talk ever. I'm sure I'm going to listen to this podcast and be like, I was there. Why do I need to listen to it? And partially through it, I'm going to be like, I hate hearing myself talk. Shut up, you stupid, dumb bitch. But I, (laughs) like, I'm serious. When I hear myself talk in, like, podcasts and YouTube videos and whatever i'm just like i'm just like oh my god yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah yeah it's fine you can blur blur my face out and then make everybody think that i don't like look like this that'd be fine oh shit it's a mask (laughs) (laughs) yeah just put a face mask on me this whole time just like uh pin it to my face (laughs) you're a wise human being and you inspire us all yeah, thank this, you for being this on this podcast. Pleasure. Thanks. Um, and thanks for having me. Episode sixty. Yeah. 60? Wow. Yeah. Oh my real, god, folks. it's an even number too. Thank God. I don't. Yeah. I don't believe in that shit. But like, I don't believe in bad luck because I don't have good luck. 
So <laughs> I don't believe in girls pooping. <laughs> We're about to go find out right now. <laughs> I got I know. Uh, three, two, two one. one. So there you have it. Thanks again for tuning in to Bindalism, a philosophy to self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to explore other episodes of Bindalism on our Spotify and Apple podcast. You can find more Boho Hobo stuff on Instagram and Twitter at Boho underscore Hobo underscore, as well as on our Facebook page at Boho Hobo Lifestyle. It'd also be dope if you could subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Our YouTube channel has more episodes from Bindalism in video form, along with other random shenanigans that we're up to. We're constantly filming new experiences, so it's one way you guys can stay up to date with us in our journey. So yeah, I guess that's it for now. Until next time, peace.